Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Diarrhea in a Walmart uh, restroom. I'm so glad oh, I I'm God. so glad I started recording there. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> for for anybody who's listening now, I, I was talking about a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, sure you were. All right. Welcome to a slip and slide an oh. episode of the Fat Minute, everybody. <laughs> I'm your host Don John, and I'm joined tonight by co-host BVJ. Hi. <laughs> We're joined by special guests Mike Whedon, yo, and Zach Kogel. Hey, what's up, everybody? All right, you, why why are you saying it like you're a smooth jazz operator? I don't know. Sometimes my voice goes that low. Don't don't question genetics. <laughs> okay, I try not to every time I see you. But uh, let's get into the episode tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let, let, let's start before I get sad. <laughs> well, if you're feeling sad, maybe this will cheer you up because we're taking a trip down memory lane and we're ranking Saturday morning cartoons. So break out your super sugary bowl of cereal and let's get started. Um, well, I can smell the diabetes. Let's get on this. <laughs> so we're we're ranking specifically cartoons that covered our childhood, basic from 1990 to 2010, solid. 20 years, um, you know, so you're not going to see stuff like He-Man or Transformers on here because we weren't alive yet. Um, so the, the cartoons here had to have new episodes airing no earlier than 1990. So yes, yeah, like the Fox kids generation, basically, basically. Yeah. But let's go ahead and jump into it. First cartoon. I'll kick us off with Jackie Chan adventures. Um, and, Kicking off, I see what you did there. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this wasn't a favorite of mine as a kid. Looking back, I do recognize that it was pretty underrated. Um, but I didn't I didn't watch it regularly. Like, there would always be gaps where I just didn't catch it. And, like, I would when I, were, I would jump back in, I would kind of be, like, confused as to, like, I would lose track of the story. But, like, I remember it being pretty fucking cool. Um, it'd be cool if they, like... Because th- this... Show's not on any streaming service right now, is it? Oh man! So now that you mention it, if it if it's not, then you just really bummed me out because I was totally going to watch an episode tomorrow morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't think it is. Um, They should totally put it on one. Um, I'm going to give Jackie Chan a C just because I just didn't watch it regularly enough to really have too strong memories of it. But I remember liking what I saw. Uh, Zach, you go ahead. Um, I really liked it. Uh, I always caught the episodes out of order. So like, it was one of those, you know, you know what I mean? It was one of those stories where it's like, you didn't really know what was going on, but you were happy to just sit down and watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I always usually rate how popular something is, or it was one of those like cult sleeper kind of popularities to where it what didn't get like it didn't get extremely popular until like 
after like everything disappeared and then everyone started going back going yeah i remember that um where they'll be like choose one and then they have all of the talismans that were in that show mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about right yeah uh that that's like one of those popular things that you would see like pop up on like uh nostalgia facebook where it's like choose your favorite one you can only have three of the set um I really liked it. It was really it was one of those shows where you're flipping through cartoons and you see that on and there's nothing else on. You're like, oh wow, cool, I'll sit here for like thirty minutes an episode. I don't care. It's pretty cool. I give it like a I don't know, like a solid C plus a B. It's pretty dope. Okay, but if you had to choose a letter, what which one are you going with? Uh probably a B. A B. Okay. Big old B. Yep. Mike? <laughs> um I actually followed this show a lot. (laughs) I feel like I watched it from like day one. And I mean, I wouldn't even say I'm the biggest Jackie Chan fan. I I mean, I I really like the guy. I like what I've seen him in. I feel like none of his movies like really like popped at me, I guess. Right. But like, but like when you look at the plot of like Jackie Chan adventures, I always kept saying to myself, why don't they just make this into a movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why does this have to be a Saturday morning cartoon? It's like, why can't there be a Jackie Chan movie where he's finding talismans that give you powers? All right, that's actually a really good point. <laughs> Amen. I, was like, yeah. Amen. I, I was like, I was like, people would go see that. <laughs> I mean, I if would. people if people went and saw the tuxedo, they would see like, yeah. Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> yeah. Us. But um, no, I I love the series. Like, it had like. I think it had three seasons, and like they were all pretty good. Like, I don't really remember what the thing with the second season was. It was something with like a lantern or something and demons, yeah. and then, and then the third season was like Oni masks. That was like the new thing they were collecting. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like this is one of the only things I remember that actually made the Chinese zodiac cool. Like, I remember watching the show, and like you go to a Chinese restaurant and like look down at your like. You're like table mad, and you're like, oh, that one like gave you laser eye vision. Oh, that one makes you invisible. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the waitress is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, oh, you got to have the dragon talisman. You shoot fire from your hands. But yeah, no, I, it's it's a really fun show. I, I I don't think it's on anything. If it would be on anything, it'd probably be like Hulu or Hulu I, or HBO I, Max. I just not to interrupt Mike, but I just I just looked it up. It's on Crackle, which is free. So, oh, oh, that's nice. Oh, there you go. Oh. Yeah, no, and it was a cool show. And like, I just, I, it needs to be a movie. But like, I would say as a show, like, it's a solid B. Like, I think it's, you know, a fun. Not, I don't, I don't really see how anybody could hate this show unless you like absolutely despise Jackie Chan. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know why you would in the first place. But yeah, it's it's a B for me. The thing I remember the most about the show. Do you remember the Burger King toys for it? back in the day yeah yeah i, I, had, like, I had like almost all of them <laughs> i actually missed that <laughs> i think i just had like a jackie chan figure that like jumped or something i had that one yeah uh blake go ahead so i i, I didn't watch every single episode and i didn't watch it from start to finish and i i, I did luck out like a few times where i did, was able to catch like several weeks in a row but for the most part, I was kind of in the same boat as Kogel where, you know, like, I was just kind of 
I would watch a little bit of it and then I would and then I would catch it again, but then they were already on like another arc, another saga, I guess. And it's like, oh, okay, well I get that they reserved that shit that was going on the last time I was visiting my sister in Baltimore and I was watching it on her TV. But um no, it's just like every time I watched it, I had no complaints. I had no gripes. I was like, eh, this is kinda like it would be better if they did this or that. Like every time I watched it, I was totally content. I I I almost loved it really. Um and I, I thought the trio of like bad guy henchmen that kind of sort of became good later on, yeah. or they, they were never like pure evil. Like I love those guys. I thought they had great yeah, chemistry the, with each other. The sumo wrestler, uh, wasn't his name? Like, was it Tito? Well, then, but then there were like, good. But then there was... these three guys that were always like bickering and bantering with each other. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So. And, um, but no, like, I have to, like, agree with what Michael said. Like, amen. Like, it's just like, why couldn't this have been a movie? And, like, people would have totally liked it and seen it. And, like, it wasn't even just about Jackie Chan. It was also, like, you know, like, the chemistry with his grandfather and his niece. And, like, they could have had, like, a really solid, like, franchise cast with this. And yeah, the, I, the old it, it was the best. I think in, in a weird way, like, mainstream, casual, like, American audiences – they only knew Jackie Chan not as a sidekick, but as like the other guy in a duo. Like he was in the Rush Hour movies with Chris Tucker, and then he was in the Shanghai movies with Owen Wilson, and then even in like Disney's Around the World wow. in Eighty Days, he was with that like the one British guy. Um, it's just like as far as like a big budget like studio tent pole, pole like you know summer blockbuster movie like. Jackie Chan was never like the main guy, unless it like totally bombed like um, the tuxedo. But like as far as franchise, like they had to keep sticking him with somebody else, and it's like, why don't you think he can just be the the main character in his own thing? But anyway, um, I give it a B. I would love to give it an A, but I feel like I I can only do that if like I had watched more of it, you know, consistently. Right. So I give it a B. All right. Next cartoon, X Men. Now, oh boy, I feel like previously on X Men, <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody in our age group, when you mentioned the X Men to them, like this is the thing they immediately think of. This is, or at least one of the first things they think of when you mention the X Men to them. Um, I mean, just the look of all the characters in the show, the design, the aesthetic of the show, and that that theme song that I'm sure we we've all heard in our sleeps. Um, yeah uh i remember loving this cartoon as a kid and like just a a couple months ago i decided to binge watch the whole series on disney plus and it does not hold up at all it the animation is like so inconsistent sometimes it's okay other times it's atrocious um, like it starts to get better up until about season three and then it just slowly declines up until like the final season where it just takes a complete tailspin. Um, it has a bad habit of like picking up plot lines and just dropping them. Um, like it's, it's all over the place. It does not hold up at all. Um, but I, despite all the inconsistencies of it in terms of, you know, the writing and the plot threads and the animation, there are some, there's like several good nuggets in this show. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it a C as well. It's not atrocious, but it does not hold up to the nostalgia at all. Mike? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. And I know that 
that probably breaks a lot of people's hearts because you know this is held up as you know like one of the top echelons of like superhero cartoons and i don't know it's definitely from nostalgia like with yeah. like rose tinted goggles and stuff and i mean and the theme song is amazing but yeah i've i've tried rewatching it i even kind of remember watching it as a kid never liking it as much as like the batman animated series or spider-man but we'll get to those Oof. and um I don't know. Honestly, like when I was a kid, like what really got me into X-Men was the other show that came like right after the movies came out, which is X-Men Evolution. And that yeah, was X-Men, on X-Men Evolution was, was good. Yeah, I thought that one was like leaps and bounds better. But like but but I will say like this show did a lot. Like I had the toys like I actually had like the X-Jet like play set like it could like split into three things like the middle part oh, of it became like bastard. a command center yeah it was really nice I asked for that for like three birthdays in a row uh, <laughs> you never got it? nope oh that sucks well if I had it I'd sell it to you but I don't have any oh he would sell it to me <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like five. I'll give you two for five bucks no, it's probably yeah. Oh, you, yeah go, you, go, you go on eBay. You go on eBay. It's probably like a hundred bucks. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. But um, no, I mean, yeah, it had some cool stuff. I mean, I think story wise, the thing that stuck out with me was like, I think it did the Phoenix Saga pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I mean nothing. I mean, X Men Evolution didn't touch it. Like they didn't get that far. But like, um, just the movies are like jinx. Like they just can't do it. Yeah, and like I gotta give I gotta give the cartoon that they did the the Phoenix Saga good. Really, I feel like the problem with it, like going back, is like the voice acting's really bad. Yeah. Well, then also <laughs> Gene, <laughs> um, the then, wild man of Borneo. <laughs> See you later, kids. <laughs> also, like they're gonna kill him. Good. What? <laughs> well, also, like I don't know if you remember the final episode at all, but like the show just ends like so abruptly and like the, the yeah. plot of the final episode doesn't make any fucking sense at all wasn't like the last season like i mean this is an x-men joke anyways but what wasn't like the last season like really focused on wolverine um he was like wearing like a black ops kind of outfit there were a few episodes of that yeah okay but uh what, what do you what do you rank x-men at i mean for what it did and like nostalgia purposes, I'll give it a C plus. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to clear something up real quick. Now, uh, are we comparing these shows just amongst each other within their own context? And that's like number one. And number two, are we just going by like how good they were for their time in their time? Or are we doing it by like how we would view them today? I'm just going by what I think of it now. Okay. Looking back. Okay. I'll try to do a mixture of the two. Like, I'll try to be fair to both, like, you know, little kid Blake and then me now. So, I guess. I don't know. Me, Blake. Guess there a difference? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Go ahead, Zach. Well, this is coming from a guy who, when I was very little, like, I had, I don't know, like, like my, my... TV diet at the time was a mixture of things like 
Fox Kids, like anything Fox Kids. So that was like Power Rangers and all that. Oh, Literally yeah, everything we're pretty much about to talk about. And then it would go back to like Star Trek The Next Generation and like a whole bunch of adult kind of shows and this. And like I would just sit there captivated. A lot of the stuff I don't remember what happens. All I remember was there was a lot of cool explosions and shit. Now, going back, I, I, I did watch another uh, I did watch an episode. I, I just picked one and just said, well, okay, let's run it and see what I think nowadays. Um, kind of do have to agree with you guys. We, <laughs> I was kind of thinking about this through rose-tinted glasses. Um, but I will say, the voice acting, let me put you this way, it was bad because of the fact that a lot of people, it sounded like they were trying to take this, like, fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> like, they were trying to be very aggressive about what they were saying. But really, dude, it's a kid's show. Calm down. You're not going to win a goddamn Emmy for this. <laughs> Some kid shows did win Emmys, though. Yeah, I know. Like, like if you look at, like, if you look at, like, Professor X. Professor X always sounded like he was about to, like, you know. Oh God, yeah. He he was ha- he was hamming up. You know, like weird You're shit like that. You're driving but... me insane. <laughs> I just love when he would fall out of his wheelchair and like writhe in pain. <laughs> but like, but like, I, I don't know. I guess that's the that's the draw that it had to like me and other people my age was that it was trying to bring something that extreme to small children so that's that, that the way X they could for. become, you know, they could become interested in things that were that you know extreme later on. Um. I don't know. I guess in a way, it was trying to attract you to other things that had that feel. It was like little kids' first extreme drama kind of thing. I guess I don't know. Other than that, um, I remember having a lot of the toys too. Like I had an actual Sentinel. Yeah, like I, I had the that toy Sentinel that had all the parts that blew off, so you could make it battle damaged. And uh, I had Professor X's toy wheelchair and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. No, that was not, before, nah, before yeah. you ask, no, the toy was not half off. Um <laughs> But well, yeah, like, no. I if think, Rex had that like big gold like hover wheelchair in the cartoon. Uh yeah, no, that was the toy. He he was in his his golden hovering throne, <laughs> if you will. But um I do like that there is one thing that I like about this cartoon before I get the, this is the thing, the last thing I'm going to say before I rate it. Finally, there's one thing that I always believe that certain kid like cartoons that people would think were for kids that they did. And a lot of people didn't know whether or not it was a good idea, but I actually think it's a really good idea, even though it's a little uh, is to get kids used to things that are like really kind of messed up. Like, you think, wow, this is a kid's show? But, you know, it, it ends up having people have, like, really nuanced opinions about things that come up later in life because they've already been, ex- you know, exposed to it on a smaller scale. And then when they work up, you know, um, kind of like, uh, what is it, Zack Snyder, the way, I mean, granted, that's a really extreme example because, you know, he, his, his comic died back in the day was a little dubious if, uh, memory serves me correctly uh blake Mm -hmm. but like being you know having those like really extreme moments like a character dying or a character you know having something really messed up happen to them i mean that really hits you as a kid 
and you know it, it, it really changes your perspective on the world I mean anime does that to a lot of people I mean it did that to me there are some really crazy ones I've seen not like you know weird shit but like you know wow that guy will never be able to fucking walk again how are you going to deal with that but um, I, I think what I'm referencing here is the first ever episode where Chain, what was his name Changeling Morph Morph, yeah, where Morph just like straight up fucking gets killed. You're like, wow, that, wow, that's messed up. <laughs> Overall, I think I think I'd have to give it a C. The the incoherency, you know, of like the plot lines and sometimes, but you know, <laughs> I, I I'm struggling to find something new to say because you pretty much, uh, uh, both of you pretty much covered what I was gonna say, but yeah, probably a C. All right, then go ahead, Blake. Um, first of all, I just got to say, if they ever, you know, reboot and introduce the X-Men in the MCU, they have to give Professor X the hover throne. Like, they have to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, Make it a Stark, a Stark Labs product. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you want to talk about, like, over-the-top voice acting. Like, the fucking juggernaut killed me in every <laughs> episode he was in. I remember there was this one episode where they were fighting – these like guys that were like they look like the founding fathers but they were androids or whatever like, yeah like i don't know what that was about but anyway okay i missed that oh that were, that's that's the hellfire club yeah. okay yeah so yeah like, they did that they, did, they dressed like the founding fathers in the comics too yeah, yeah that's, so who, have, that's who like kevin bacon's group was in first class right, okay so yeah you have like benjamin franklin 2077 but anyway <laughs> Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Yeah, there's this one character that like confronted them, and and even by the standards of the rest of this entire show, he looked very elaborate. Like he just had the most elaborate aesthetic ever. And once again, going by this show, that's saying something. And Juggernaut just goes, "Why are we listening to Mr. Bad Hair Day?" <laughs> it's, just so, it's just so cringe. But um. <laughs> But honestly, like the nostalgia, I'm sure it doesn't age well, but the nostalgia has always carried this thing. Like it was dated oh, yeah. even back in the nineties. Like yeah. it looks like it, it looks like it takes place in like nineteen eighty five at like Starcourt Mall, but um <laughs> yeah, like, oh, wow. It's it's it, it has a charm in its, you know, nostalgia, its retroness, even if you do have to keep on your your rose colored glasses to enjoy it, but I mean, I'll give it a solid B. Like, it for, you know, it, it was fun. It was a fun show, and it looked nice. And, like, it was colorful. Like, remember when stuff used to be colorful instead of being, like, that looking like an old, sad, gray turd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Called that, life. That's a point. <laughs> Next cartoon, Tiny Toons Adventures. I was not a fan of this show as a kid, like, it just, even as a kid, it felt super gimmicky to me, and I was always just kind of like, can we just watch actual Looney Tunes? Like, this kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> I I don't remember any of the characters except for the two the, the two leads, and it's it was just a watered-down Looney Tunes, in my opinion. I'm, I'm going to give it a D. Wow. Zach? Okay. To me... Tiny Toon Adventures carried the same kind of weight. No, not weight. It had the same aesthetic Animaniacs did. So it was one of those... Oh, wait until we get to Animaniacs. Animaniacs. I got some stuff to say about that show. 
So if you really liked Animaniacs, you would be compatible in a way with Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Toon Adventures to me was like the shame, you know, your your shameless little bit of fun car kind of cartoon. If it was on, you'd watch it. If it wasn't on, you weren't heartbroken. Yeah. Like I would watch it. I, I would I would watch it, but like it was one of those things where I was bored and I would turn it on and I'd be like, Oh yeah, cool. And I would just watch it, you know, and that was it. Um there were some characters. Now, granted, here's my problem. I'm having a hard time discerning, because of my memory, having a hard time discerning whether or not certain characters were in Tiny Toon Adventures and not Animaniacs. Like, there was a character that... Oh, God, I think this was Animaniacs. It was the little girl and her dog, and the dog kept trying to make sure that she didn't die a horrible death. Yeah, that was Animaniacs. <laughs> See what I mean? Like, she seems like she would fit in Tiny Toon Adventures... But like, well, I, I, think, I, guess I think it was, like the, it was all the the Warner Brothers Amblin Steven Spielberg production, right? They, yeah, there you go. Um, other than that, I do agree. Like, it was one of those things where you know, if it didn't air, you weren't heartbroken. But if it was on, you'd watch it. Like, eh, okay. I'd give it a solid C. They tried. It was funny at times, but like. You know, the only thing it stands to reason in my head was it was a nostalgic cartoon that just happened to be on. That was it. All right, Mike. Um, see, that's the thing. I actually don't remember a whole lot from Tiny Toons. I remember when I watched it, I really liked it. Um, but I I can remember some of the characters, like it's like Babs and Buster Bunny, yeah. and I think the duck's name was Plucky. And Porky Pig's uh, counterpart was Hampton. Hampton, yeah. Yeah, it was usually like Plucky and Hampton were always together. And um, honestly, the the only ones that like I can remember, like the episodes that stood out to me, was like all the superhero ones. Like there was one where like Plucky and Hampton were like Batman and Robin. And he had like the, he had like the Duckmobile, and it was like the Batmobile, but it looked like a I giant duck that. head. And then, like, there was, like, a point where Plucky, like, because it was, like, at the time, like, he, he met, like, the Michael Keaton Batman, and, like, he's, like, big and muscular and tall in his big black suit, and, like, he unzips, like, the front, and, like, you see, like, little tiny, like, Michael Keaton, like, walk out of it, like, he's, like, half the size. <laughs> I thought that was so funny, because, like, people don't realize, like, Michael Keaton isn't very tall. <laughs> it's just you like this little... the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> it's a little tiny cartoon Michael Keaton just walks out. I thought that was the funniest thing. But um I don't yeah, and then I remember Plucky like there was that one where like he kept watching the elevators go down in the building and he's like, Elevator go down the hole. But <laughs> Oh god, that's right. But honestly, other than that, I can't remember anything else. I mean I think it was on Hulu, but it might have got moved to HBO Max. Um, of course. I'll try I'll try and give it a watch eventually but yeah i would for nostalgic reasons i'll give it a c plus mainly it's just as low because i can't remember as much blake so this show was for when you graduated muppet babies oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. wow <laughs> wow i don't know what to say to that um hey that doesn't necessarily have to be backhanded i love oh muppet no babies. i i i didn't think it was backhanded i was just did, i wasn't ready for how accurate that was when when i was of age i loved muppet babies yeah. and i and i enjoyed so tiny 
And I enjoyed Tiny Toon Adventures. I thought it was clever for what it was. And like, yeah, like that was my favorite joke too, Michael, is the Michael Keaton um, Batman. It was, it was the episode where they were like trying to like guard the Oscars or whatever. But um, oh, okay. yeah, Michael Keaton shows up as Batman unzips. But, you know, that was great. And, and this carries over into the other like WB Amblin TV, um, Steven Spielberg productions where like they would have like clever jokes, like where you really had to be aware of pop culture. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's a C for what it was. It, it was just one of those shows where like, I forgot it even existed for like a whole decade after mm -hmm. I was done watching it. And, um, so yeah, I, I feel like that may speak volumes, but no, no, no bad blood. No, no, uh, no backhandedness to it. Just, it's a C. All right. Next show, the 2003 Ninja Turtles cartoon. I fucking love this cartoon even still to this day i think it's fucking awesome um i when this show was on i would plan my entire saturday around making sure i was home to watch the new episode of this show it it is in my opinion the best version of the ninja turtles at least not just as far as cartoons but in general in my opinion um like the show is just so awesome it's so like it's badass but it's not edgy it's over the top but it's not ridiculous like, it manages to avoid all the problems of the 1987 cartoon. It manages to make... It manages to make you take it seriously. Um, and it's it's dark. Again, with it's dark without being cringy or edgy. It's just such a cool fucking cartoon. Um, I will say, like, the last season or two, I kind of, like, tuned out a little bit. But it's, it's it still holds up. It's still great. I'm going to give it an A. Mike? Um... I feel like this show is kind of like what you guys said about Jackie Chan Adventures. I remember liking what I watched, but I just, I never watched it consistently. Like I would like pop in and out and I'd be like, oh, this is going on. But yeah, I, it was, it's a lot more dark and serious than the 80s cartoon. And they also used villains other than Shredder, which was awesome. Yeah, I remember like seeing, um, I feel like I remember seeing the Rat King a lot. Yeah, the Rat King episode was really good. Yeah, and I don't know. If, I remember tuning into an episode. I don't know if it was like a fake out or if it was for real, but it was like they were fighting Shredder, and like the Shredder like wasn't like a person. Like he was like he was like one of the species that Krang was. But I was yeah. like, I don't remember. Was that just a fake out? No, that was that's the way they did Shredder in that show. Was he was a, a suit operated by basically, uh, uh, basically Krang. He wasn't called Krang, but it was it was basically Krang. Yeah, I was like, I, I couldn't remember if that was like a real or a fake out. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because they, they have a name in the comics, but I can't think of what the, it is. The Utroms. Stuff, the Utroms, yeah. Stuff they couldn't get away with in a movie, but if they tried to do it in a live action. There's stuff they could get away with in a show, but if they tried to do it in a live action movie, like 100 people on the internet would be up in arms. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we got to remember the Shredder was almost Eric Sachs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> His last name was Sax. It could be worse. His first name could have been Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Harold Sachs. Sachs. <laughs> Harold Sachs. Harold and the Hendersons. <laughs> but um, oh no, I, I, I actually, I, I think I had a couple of the toys of this. Trying to, I feel, I also feel like this movie had like a big influence on like the TMNT like CGI movie that came out like a few yeah. years later. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's very underrated. I feel like a lot of people have kind of forgotten about it because like 
it's between like the original cartoon and then there was like the Nickelodeon cartoon, which people got really into, which I haven't really watched that. Um, but yeah, as far as like turtle cartoons, like it did its job. It was good. I would, I'll just give it like a, a B minus because I liked it, but like, I haven't seen enough of it. But yeah. Zach? Oh boy. Um, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't interested in the in the TMNT series. Like, wow, fuck even you. If. Yeah, I, I, I knew it was coming. I, I was like, all right, let's get the let's rip this bandaid off right away. Um, if it was on, uh, normally I would uh, change channels. Fuck you. Um, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't appeal to me because like. I was clearly in the demographic of like people who were interested in it, but like for some reason, even the, you know, it didn't matter if it was the '80s cartoon or if it was the new one in the 2000s. Like, neither one of them. I was just very like, meh. Uh, let's see what else is on. So like, I don't know. Like, like I feel like if I rate it, it doesn't feel like I'm giving like a an honest opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like I get to rate this one. Cause like, it, it wasn't even something I was interested in. And then even when I did watch it, I was bored. Well then what do you rate so, it? So like, um, can I give it like a, an NA <laughs> like not applicable? Cause I feel like if I rated it, it would be unfair. I mean, if that's the way you feel, we can just uh, not put it on your chart. Yeah. going ahead. Just, NA that way I, it doesn't sound like I'm giving it like I'm giving it shit but I didn't give it really give it a chance if that makes sense because I'm not you, that kind of guy you get an incomplete you didn't show up for class <laughs> yeah all right that's fine and it wouldn't be the first time that happened <laughs> <laughs> he's such a rebel go ahead Blake um yeah it's kind of um what Michael said like I liked it whenever I did watch it. And I watched like, a, I would watch several episodes in a row, but it just, the Ninja Turtles as like an IP as a whole have just never been like one of my favorite things. Eat and it's butt. not like, it's, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm just telling you the fucking <laughs> truth. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, it's just, I, I like it. I like, I like it when it's well done. I like it whenever I see it, you know, but um, it's just, they just don't hit as much of an emotional chord with me as they do with other people. Um, and it's also my only gripe with this show. And I, it's just how many fucking times over the course of like 20, 30 years, did we have to see April O'Neil meet the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the first time all over again? Like people complain I don't about know, probably, probably the same time uncle Ben had to die. No, dude, I don't feel like it's fucking more than that even. Like, people complain about how much Spider-Man and Superman and Batman have been rebooted. Rebooted. Um, rebooted. rebooted. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do we have to be reintroduced to them? But, like, other than that, though, like, I thought it was an enjoyable show. I thought it was cool. The voice acting was great. Um, I'm going to give it a content and comfortable and respectful C. <laughs> show <laughs> it did have a good theme song though yeah yeah i just don't remember yeah i'll give i'll give it that next cartoon all real monsters oh boy 
it's this... a real monster. Whatever. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, not, an educated, ah! it's not an educated British man going. Oh. Ah. <laughs> It's like that. It's like that scene in Georgia the Jungle when they see the mounds and they all go and they let out an awe. Ah, no, A W E. Ah, okay, that's better. (laughs) Real monsters. (laughs) (laughs) This 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 is like one of the first cartoons I remember like watching a lot of. Like that, I one of the first cartoons I have memories of. Um, and I, it's funny because ironically, I don't remember too many specific moments of it. Um, like there's maybe, maybe a handful that I remember, like one, one that immediately comes to mind is a crumbs dad. I don't know if you guys remember the episode where it showed crumbs dad and he was like missing an eyeball because it got shot by like some dude in the civil war. So like, cause remember remember how crumb would carry his eyeballs on his hands above his head? Yes. Um, and oh, his, yeah. His dad, since his dad was missing an eyeball, he just wore a black glove on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, like it was. It was a very. It was a very weird show, especially in its sense of humor. But like, I I remember loving it as a kid. Um, I would love to go back and watch it again sometime. I'm I'm gonna give it a B. Mike. Um. This is one of those shows. Like I remember watching it watching it multiple times as a kid but i just don't i don't remember anything from it Mm -hmm. i remember the main characters like if you didn't say crumb's name like i wouldn't remember his name like i know there's him there's the red like rabbit guy and then there's there's like the the black and white striped cane shape yeah and like they have they have really cool designs like they're very distinct looks and yeah i always liked how crumb look because he's just like this Little dude with like hairy armpits, and he just holds up his eyeballs all day. And his and his armpits like fucking reek. <laughs> Which, when I was a kid, I actually had a toy of crumb, and like the armpits actually fucking reeked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, and that was the thing. Like this this show, and like specifically being on Nickelodeon, like was I feel like it really defined like kid stuff in the nineties, like. Like James, the angry video game nerd, he said in one of his episodes, like the '90s was the gross-out era. It was all about like mm-hmm. slime and farts, farts. and burps <laughs> and like Rap. like ugly, like ugly, like little creatures and stuff like that. It was it was the gross-out era, and like this show was just you know exactly what Nickelodeon was doing, and it, it did it well. Um, I just wish I could remember more. I'm going to have to go out and rewatch it, but I would just from how I feel about it today, I would give it a C. All right, Zach. Um, I remember, I remember like flipping around and then I would, I would come across this show and it was one of those. And you know what? Mike's got a point. I would watch it and go, Oh God, everything is hard to look at and yet i can't look away <laughs> yeah remember oblina um, would puke up her intestines yeah i'd rather not remember that thank you very much <laughs> but yet again here we are um i if i have to give this thing an overall rating i probably would just give it a b mainly because it it did what other people didn't kind of want to do 
you know, show things that were ugly and try to pass it off as, as entertainment <laughs> or show things that were ugly or gross, but pass it off as entertainment. And yet they succeeded. So my merit for this is kind of going off of the fact that they did it and they succeeded. Um, and yet again, you could walk into a hot topic, which is not the same hot topic that I remember nowadays, but I digress. You'd walk in a hot topic and there's ah real monster shirts, even years after it's gone, mm -hmm. it left a legacy. So they did something right. Might as well just, yeah, stick with a B. Like they did what they sought out to accomplish. And hell, I remember that show and I couldn't look away. I was like, wow, I'm fascinated, even though this thing is fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blake? Yeah, so if nothing else, this show nailed making everything look disgusting. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like no matter where they were, even when they went, you know, above into the human world, just the entire scenery just looked like somebody took a big shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just like yeah. I mean, I was I was I would be entertained enough. I I had like a a like-hate relationship with the show. I would be entertained enough for the fact that it's like, well, I guess this is better than not watching TV at all. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. That is exactly how I felt. And but then like every time that fat guy with the eyeballs would walk on screen, I just lost all appetite for that for that Come. day. Like I'd be like, oh, I'm going to watch some, you know, cartoons with my cereal. And then he would walk on, on screen and be like, ew, this milk now tastes funny. They're like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> now I'm not. Yeah, well, what about what about their teacher? Like the thing that like had high heeled shoes? The Grombo. If I remember correctly. The yeah. Grombo. Yeah. He, he, he looked like, I, I don't know, if, if Beetlejuice had like a weird pet. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, man, but uh, is that uh, t just a timeout? Is that on the list? The Beetlejuice cartoon, or that no, wasn't Saturday morning? That was, was, it? That was oh, that I was love the, that, that shit. That was the eighties. Was that the eighties? Uh, yeah, that's sad because I want to oh, talk wow. about that shit. <laughs> I must have saw reruns all the time. Yeah, no, they totally rerun. But anyway, all real monsters. I, I give it a D. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Spareth a crumb, a crumb of rating. <laughs> the crumb. Yeah, I, was bomb. Gonna, I was gonna have some. I was gonna have some ice cream, but now it just tastes like Seth Rogen's ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have armpit hair in your mouth. It's kind of weird to think that that show. What it like? It's kind of weird to think that that show was all made by the same people who made Rugrats. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's right. Oh wow! Uh, why would you? Why would you say something so controversial yeah, yet so brave? <laughs> Yeah, no, it makes sense because like everything had that aesthetic where it just looks like somebody took like a pencil and like stabbed a bunch of dots on each item. Yeah, on the page. But um, yeah, man. Oh like, wow, wow! It's called, that... it's called stippling. <laughs> oh, Next... look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Next cartoon, gargoyles. Now, I'm going to disappoint Yo. a lot of people here because I know gargoyles has a huge following and i know like it's like people beg for it to come back and be rebooted like every fucking year um it's not that i don't like it it's just that like i didn't watch it much when it, when i was a kid i just didn't watch disney in general much when i was a kid um and I, I remember whenever gargoyles would be on it i would catch it i just didn't really like get into it that much i couldn't tell you the names of any of the characters in this show um 
but I do recognize that like the following it has, and I I remember from what I saw, like it, from what I've seen, and from the bits I remember, it looks like a good show. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it a C. Zach. Okay. All right, hold on a second. I'm having some uh, technical difficulties. Uh, if you could pass it to Mike over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mike, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I fucking love Gargoyles. Like, this show, this show, like, along with, like, I mean, you can tell this show was, like, created because of Batman the Animated Series. Like, yeah. like dark cartoons, like, kind of evolved from the popularity of Batman. Mm-hmm. Even the Spawn Animated Series on HBO. But Which like, awesome. it is awesome. But I mean, that's not, it's not a kid's cartoon. <laughs> no, but, it's mean, not. Kids, <laughs> not at all. It's like, but kids watched it anyways. <laughs> and that's on HBO Max. But anyways, um, no, Gargoyles is just, it's just, it's probably like Disney shows at, at its finest. It doesn't even feel like a Disney show. It's just, it's so, it's so dark. It's so funny. It's so entertaining. And, the cast is so likable and like kind of going into the nineties thing again, where like it was big to like, you know, to root for the creatures and stuff like that. Like all the gargoyles are likable. Like, and I mean like speaking of spawn, like spawn himself, Keith David is the lead gargoyle Goliath. And like, he's just a badass. And all the other gargoyles are all funny and likable. And I always thought it was kind of clever that they like live, they live in New York city and all the gargoyles names which are kind of easy to remember. They're all just names of places in New York. Like there's Brooklyn, Lexington, Broadway, um, Hudson, and Bronx. Oh, yeah, that was what their names were. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, for you, Kogo, I don't know if you know, there was actually a lot of like Star Trek Next Generation actors in that show. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, Jonathan Franks was one of them specifically. He was the yeah, bad guy. Yeah, he was the human guy, Xanatos, who was basically like an evil Tony Stark. Like he he's the one that like brought the gargoyles to modern day and like he even builds like an Iron Man suit that like looks like a gargoyle. Uh-huh. I, I, I remember that was the toy. He's the one for who's responsible for like one of the most complex lines in a children's show, which is, you know, pay him pay a man enough and you could have him walk through hell for you. Yeah, like, it's like and they like, said oh, that on a Disney damn. show. <laughs> My thing is like not only did they say that in a kid's cartoon, they said it in a Disney kids cartoon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, yeah, it's capitalism. <laughs> yeah, and, and who is who is Riker's love interest? Oh, that's Deanna Troy. Yeah, the lady who did the voice of Deanna Troy was the bad gargoyle Demona. Oh yeah, Demona. Yeah, and then there was a there was a couple other people, but like yeah, and um, yeah, the cast was great. The and it still holds up. It's on Disney Plus. I watched it. It. It is still a great cartoon. Um, the third season's not as good because they kind of like dumbed it down, and that's when it got canceled. Um, go figure. But, uh, but like that, that, be a, that should be a message, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like no, it's true. And like, but like the first season was like so. It's like a good solid like twelve episodes, and then the second season's like the whole meat of the show. Like it's only three seasons, but the second season was like fifty episodes, so it was a long running show, and. The toys were cool. I didn't have a lot of the toys. I had a couple of them. I remember like the Xanatos yeah. where you put on like the gargoyle armor. I might have had a Goliath, but that was it. I always wanted I always wanted the playset that was the castle that was on top of the building. Like you could literally get like a castle playset. Yeah. Maybe one day 
I'll buy it on eBay. I'll start up a gargoyles collection. <laughs> That's what I do in my spare time. I just relive my childhood because being an adult sucks. Hey. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, it, it's it, it, it's a great show. Like it's it's a I would say show wise as an A plus. Like it's it's to me as far as children animation, it's a masterpiece. But yeah. And if they keep saying like Jordan Peele's going to make a mo- movie of it, I I don't know if that rumor's fake or not, but let it happen. <laughs> make it so. I don't care if Keegan Michael Key plays one of the gargoyles. Just do it. All right, go ahead, Zach. All right, yeah, I had to go find my phone charger. I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, so what I remember about this show was being uh, being being a little little tyke it would come on and i'd be like fascinated i would just be sitting in front of the you know the tv just like i don't know why i like this but i like this please continue and later on when i got you know when i got older i started to figure out like wow i got some they got some uh tng alumni in this show that's really cool and it was one of those shows where i didn't obsess over it but i but i felt like i should have if that makes sense. Um, Mike pretty much said all that needed to be said. That's usually how this works. People beat me to my opinion, and I just go, <laughs> yep, I agree. You uh, could have done it first. <laughs> oh, no, I did, but like an idiot, <laughs> I forgot I packed my, I forgot where my uh, phone charger was. But overall, it was a good show. Uh, I really liked it. If it gets a live-action adaptation, you best believe they're going to take my money. Um... I just liked the fact that there was a kid's show that had a brooding aspect to it. Because everything else was all like, you know, happy sunshine and rainbows. And here comes Keith David's dark, velvety voice going, we're gargoyles. And I'm just like, take my fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> and Take yeah, your parents' money, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You, no. 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 I said. I, I. I know what I said. I know what I'm about. I said, take my money. <laughs> and, um, take, take my fifty cents I saved on the playground. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I got some Chuck E. Cheese tokens in this uh, bin. Let me just go grab them shits. But um. Yeah. No. I. I. I liked. I liked how dark and brooding it was. It was something that felt realistic, and it didn't. It didn't feel like they were being nice to people, you know, it didn't feel like they were being nice to their demographic because it was kids. They were like, no, this is the real world, bitch. Have a seat, grab your sippy cup. I'm going to tell you a story. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I liked it. A plus. All right, Blake. So I'm going to bum out everybody else really bad right now. All right, there (laughs) we go. I'm already prepared. (laughs) So, it's not that I never liked this show. It's just for some reason it just never grabbed at me. Like mm-hmm. it just didn't I, I saw it. I I was aware of its existence, but it just didn't pull me in. Like and like I would I would try to watch it. Like I remember there's an episode where like King Arthur comes back to life or some shit. Yeah, the, yeah, there there was a lot of like medieval stuff in this. And it's it's not that like with all due respect to like the writing team and the voice cast and, and the art directors and everything, like it's just it was just one of those things where like it just didn't it just didn't grab hold of me and um I don't know why. And like for future reference, if we all ever get together and sit down and Michael's like, Hey, let's watch, you know, a few episodes, you know, as a break from this other thing, I'm like, I'm not gonna complain, but 
I got to give it a C. It just, it just, I don't know. I just had no connection to it. I mean, to be fair, that's the same way I felt about um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't hate it. It just didn't grab me. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it didn't appeal to me or whatever. So, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, Thank you. I, I mean, that's just you, man. All right. Next cartoon, Animaniacs. Oh, boy. I fucking hate the Animaniacs. <laughs> I, like, when they announced that the Animaniacs were coming back to Hulu, I was probably the only 90s kid who didn't fucking care. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate, hated this show, even as a child. When this show would come on, I would do my homework. Um, <laughs> that was homework background. Yeah. It... It just, it was annoying, and I feel like it was the beginning or maybe even the precursor to, you know, the, the LOL, so random kind of humor that we have all over the place today that I just can't stand. It's an F. Ooh. Wow. Straight up Ow. F. <laughs> Damn. Whatever. I said what I said. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> wow, you're going to put me on the spot. Okay, um, so I liked Animaniacs. I really did, but hold on. There's an asterisk next to this. <laughs> I liked it, but I liked the show, the, the smaller stories that happened around the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister. Not saying I didn't like them or I didn't like the, the, the funny antics they got up to. They were fun, but I actually found myself enjoying the smaller stories that happened when they weren't on screen. Um, like uh, Slappy the Squirrel and her, uh, what was it, her, it was her nephew. I, I liked how, like, done with life she was. And, like, she was just like, bruh, listen, don't pull this crappy, yeah, don't pull this animated, like, like this, this like, uh, Looney Tunes bullshit with me. I'm old. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I like I, I liked I liked that aspect about it. I liked the pigeons. Yeah, the ones, but they were you know they they were the 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 mobs to crime family kind of people, except they were pigeons. <laughs> I I loved that shit. I loved the little girl who kept trying, who like kept putting herself in situations where she was literally going to die a horrible death, and if it wasn't for that adorable good boy of a dog, she you know she would. <laughs> he was racked. He was the epitome of anxiety and like she, I, I don't she, know now i resonate she, with that she's the reason animal cruelty is a felony now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that okay i love you bye bye um uh, let's see what else was there uh oh, shit the side cart the side characters um see you reminiscing about all this is just making me want to do my math homework <laughs> well you know what it, it, I, I don't know, man. I, I just really liked the side stories. I mean, I'll give it a solid B, because not only would if it was on right now, like if I was sitting at my computer and my computer autonomously pulled up the classic '90s Animaniacs, I would watch it. Granted, I will say that it is not as gripping to me as, say, Freakazoid. Freakazoid was my favorite shit. I want that show back. I want to be able to watch that show whenever I feel like it. But Animaniacs was just one step down from that. And I don't know. I like it. I give it a B. If Animaniacs spontaneously on its own came on on my computer right now, I would 
change my voter registration. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Damn. Um, I I like Animaniacs. Um, it, I will say it's one of those shows like I liked it, and I remember watching it, but I can't really pick out like specific episodes. One of the things I always liked it's it's this random episode. I think they're like doing like a contest in like school or something. Something like that. I don't know. Almost kind of like a spelling bee, but like the teacher asked uh, Wacko, which was the one with the red hat, I think. He, they, she asked him like to name all the states and the capitals. And like he does like a song where he, oh, names yeah. It. And like I remember when I was a kid, like that's how it like it helped me like memorize like the states and like all their capitals. Like I couldn't do it fucking now, but yeah, at the time, there's one for the states, there's one for the presidents. Yeah. And like, I feel like, I mean, they did like certain educational things, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like beating it over your head like Schoolhouse Rock, you know? I mean, nothing yeah, against Schoolhouse. Nothing against that or nothing. Doing but, it. <laughs> yeah, they were just doing it. Like, I thought it was clever. Um, the I will say, of the world. Yeah, I will say, though, I, I agree with you, Kogel. Like, I kind of liked a lot of the side characters more than the actual Animaniac characters. Which the one you the one I was waiting for you to mention like my favorite thing about Animaniacs was Pinky and the Brain. That one was not my favorite as much as the other ones. Really? See, they, I love yeah, Pinky and the Brain. When Hulu picked it back up, none of the other characters returned except Pinky and the Brain, and I was actually disappointed. Oh, uh, I I haven't watched the new one yet, but no, I love I th I, was, I think I even had like a Pinky and the Brain like is either like a Burger King or like a Happy Meal toy. I feel like, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I love the song, even though the song was stupid. It was just, Pinky and the Brain, 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 Brain. It just did that over I mean, and over again. It had more lyrics to that. But yeah. Know, yeah, it had like the longer <laughs> part, but like, I, I don't know. I just, I used to love those two. I used to do impressions of them as a kid. Just, what are we going to do today, Brian? Same thing we do every day, Pinky. Try and take over the world. Time know. to beat my extent existential <laughs> crippling depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I don't know, but yeah, and I will say like out of the like three kind of like WB Amblin Spielberg shows, like I would agree, like out of like Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, and Freakazoid, like I thought Freakazoid was the coolest. Yeah, um, Freakazoid was my favorite, hands down. Um, but. <laughs> As a show, I would give it like, I'll give it a B minus. But um, just to throw in, like, did any did anybody see that? Um, I think you have, but did anybody see that <laughs> that like TikTok of like? I showed it to you, Mike. Yeah, that's right. You showed it to me with the Animaniacs, and <laughs> it's like they insert that girl from the riots. She's like, they pushed me out, maced me. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It's like we're Animani, totally insane. They pushed me out and maced me. Those are the facts. And then at the end, she just goes, "It's great." It's a classic. Yeah, but yeah, Animaniacs. I give it B minus. Go ahead, Blake. So. Uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it wasn't one of my favorites, but I, I was a fan. I love Pinky and the Brain. I, I got a kick out of everything, and um, I'm just glad that we'll get to talk about Freakazoid a little later. So I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, just, I'll make a point to gush over that more. But um, 
But yeah, I mean, I feel like Animaniacs was like not a Rorschach test, but it was like <laughs> it was a test. It was a test created by studios to be like, all right, <laughs> we'll we'll pump this show out, and then we'll find all the kids that need Ridlin pumped into their blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. But um, never but yeah. have I been so offended and yet agree with that statement at the same time. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it, I, I give it a B. Like it, it's I would just love when Bill Clinton would show up. It was just it was, just, it was a fucking kid show, and they would have like an animated Bill Clinton just be like, hi, hi. <laughs> Yeah, Welcome go on. To Bill yeah. Clinton Library. Hey, Mitt, what's this I heard about a binder full of women? It's <laughs> <laughs> a better time. Well, sometimes, you know, you got to keep one in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, please make it 18. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next cartoon, why don't we? <laughs> Did you say that in his voice on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> It's just like it was like mind melding with Clinton. <laughs> oh hey, can't go to the Clinton verse. Into the Clinton verse. Clinton more. Oh man! All right, Batman the animated series. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, yeah, I mean, this is one of the best fucking cartoons. One of the best superhero cartoons ever. I mean. Anything that can be said about this cartoon has already been said. It's so fucking awesome. It, it it introduced us to Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill as the Joker. It's fucking amazing voice cast and dynamic between those two. I mean, there's there's just no other way to say it. The show's fucking awesome. It still holds up to this day. It's an A. Mike? Uh, <laughs> this, I... I don't know how to put it like, like I feel like this show like shaped a lot of my opinions on pop culture and just TV shows and entertainment in general. I mean, what what hasn't there been said about Batman the animated series? You know, it, it revolutionized animation. Mm-hmm. One of the ways they did it was by drawing on black paper, which think about is kind of ingenious. Mm-hmm. Just allowed yeah. them to do it faster. <laughs> but um yeah, like you said, like the voice acting is amazing. Like most of the cast are now like big stars now, whether in live action or animation to this day. I mean, a lot of people still think Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman, and I would never argue with anybody about that. Um, I feel like even people who don't like Batman, which I don't know how you couldn't like Batman. It's I can understand you think Batman's overrated, but like I feel like even people who aren't the biggest Batman fans love love this show or at least watched it when they were a kid i obviously watched it i watched it all the time um it was great all the way through like even when like they changed it a little bit and like they updated the animation for superman when it was like the new batman adventures Mm -hmm. it was was still good then it it spawned the whole like dc animated universe like if it wasn't for that then we'd have you know we had superman and then batman beyond and then Static Shock, the uh, the one people always forget, the Zeta Project, <laughs> and then Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Like it was just, it was just like the Godfather of like superhero cartoons. I mean, it wasn't the first, but it's definitely the best. And I still have some toys from it. Like that, yeah. And that's a whole other talk. Like the toy line for Batman the Animated Series was 
amazing. Like those Gold Kenner, line. the Kenner Bat, like Kenner toy company is just amazing. But the Kenner Batman toys are just amazing. Like literally right behind me, I have the Batman animated series, like Batman and his like ice suit where it's like a white suit and he has the red lines and like I have his like ice hammer vehicle that he used to fought Mr. Freeze and like it's just great like all the villains are great and compelling like it still holds up like it's on HBO Max if you want to watch it um, yeah it's definitely an A plus like it's a masterpiece alright Zach so I really liked I really liked Batman the animated series I think the thing that stands out from it the most that really, really made me like it was Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mask of the Phantasm was the peak. Like, that was the definitive. If you like Batman the Animated Series, that was the peak of Batman the Animated Series. Um, uh, I loved how dark it was. I liked how it confronted most, like, I guess you could call it adult themes. More like mature themes, you know, like really dark shit, like depression and, you know, what you do with yourself when that happens. Do you become the hero or do you become the villain kind of shit? Um, I will say that I actually owe Batman the Animated Series for one of my favorite animes of all time. Two, uh, what is it? Two, um, uh, oh God, what's the word? Uh, two interns who worked on that later when they got into the animation business wanted to pay homage to what got them into animation. So they made my most favorite anime of all time, Big O. Yeah. And if it weren't for Batman the animated series, I never would have been I never would have been interested in the, the anime Big O. In fact it never would have been made. So I mean that right there. Uh, the animation style is is very unique. Um, everything has that, like, 50s postmodern, you know, like, they want, it, it looks both at the same time, like, they're in the 50s, but yet they're in a 50s version of the future kind of thing, where, like, they have those stone statues that look like, like, automaton robotic faces kind of shit, like, it had a specific yeah. aesthetic. And the Batmobile um, kind of looked like a 50s car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yet a 50s sci-fi car, you know, like it had elements of like that trying to be World's Fair 1950, but at the same time, it was just your everyday average suburb kind of shit. Man, like it, it, it checked a whole bunch of like aesthetic boxes that like really roped me in because I'm a sucker for noir, like anything noir related, you have me, you have me hooked. And this... This really did it. Now, granted, it's funny because I actually do think Batman is a bit overrated, or at least the general idea of Batman. But Batman the Animated Series, that's one of my favorite cartoons as a kid. So I give that an A+. That was, that hits all the right spots, kind of like, you know, like you're sick and you get chicken soup. It's the best <laughs> fucking thing to get. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I don't know about making... Bat soup. Uh, isn't, that's kind of how we ended up in this pandemic. Yeah. Oh, God. Please, no. It's the chicken of the cave. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was trying to stay away from this. I promise. 
Go ahead, Blake. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just going to get my rating over with. Uh, though I have plenty to say, it, it's an A. Like, it's it's no question, no contest. Like, it's whether or not it's close, I don't know. But it's it's an A. Like, in the Hall of Fame of, you know, superhero cartoons, like, it is the GOAT. Um, I feel like yeah. it's, it's just – there's just no contest there. But, um, no, I mean, it's it's just – it was great. It was great. It was the perfect blend. Like it would, it would be dark and mature, but it didn't do what the Tim Burton films did, where it, like it tried too hard to be dark to the point it was just fucking weird. Um, I felt that like it, it, it did a great balance of being dark but still having like a heart and soul to it. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, because of this show, we have like the best version of Mister Freeze. Um, and oh, yeah. uh, who I mean, like everybody talks about, like yeah, Mark Hamill as the Joker is great and all, but I mean, like yo, like they nailed Mister Freeze in this show. Um, well, they basically had to reinvent him. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I mean, they made him more serious, and like they made up the thing of like how he's like trying to fix his sick wife, heal his sick wife. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, he he's yeah, he's basically he went from being the ha ha, I'm going to freeze Gotham. To, yeah, I'm just a loving fucking husband who wants to make sure his wife survives. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like they nail they nail Two Face. Like it's just like honestly, Batman and Spider Man have the best villains. Like mm-hmm. that is not even close with that. I mean, like Superman has good villains too, but I mean, like Batman's Rogues Gallery is just untouchable. I mean, the runner up being Spider Man's, um, and then above all else, this gave us the best batman movie other than the dark knight trilogy which is mask of the phantasm like other mask than of the phantasm oh my other god than, other than other than the christopher nolan trilogy um mask of the phantasm in my opinion is the best batman movie and you know who would actually agree with me on that is roger ebert because mm-hmm. roger ebert did not like either burton or schumacher film like he didn't even like 1989 batman he thought that they were like bitter and cynical and mean and he just wasn't into it and he didn't even see mask of the phantasm at first he dismissed it simply because it was a theatrical release of a quote-unquote kid show that was still on tv which i know to us that may sound annoying but from his point of view being a you know a, a an educated cinephile like I understand his, you know, he dismissed it the same way he would dismiss, you know, Rugrats the movie. Mm-hmm. But he went yeah. back. He went back, and he like he admitted he was wrong. He was like, no, this is an excellent film. And um, but yeah, no, it's Batman the animated series is an A. Yep. All right, let's jump ahead to the future a little bit and go to Batman Beyond. Ah. Uh. Batman Beyond was awesome, and my favorite thing about Batman Beyond is that they managed to do a gimmick without being gimmicky. You know, the whole, it's Batman, but in the future. Um, but they gave him his own set of villains, and they were all cool. I mean, the you know, the original Batman's villains would come in every now and then, which was awesome. Um, and then they had that movie, The Return of the Joker, but like, Batman that Beyond... Batman Beyond, he had his his own rogues gallery, and it was cool, and it really kept the show from becoming too gimmicky. Um, and my my only thing with Batman Beyond is like, it, I just didn't keep up with it enough. Um, you know, I I watched pretty much all the first season, and after that, it just kind of like it was hit hit and miss with me. I just kind of fell out of it, but I remember being a huge fan of it. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a solid B. Zach, I I'm gonna tell you what I'm rating it right out of the gate. This is also an A because it felt like an actual honest to god. This is what we intended to do, successor. If they if that was what their intention was, then they nailed it. If not, that's what I consider it. Um, like you said, yes, he had his own group of villains that were specific to his era. Um, uh, the, the theme song was banger. <laughs> that was, that was good. The yeah. fact that they had the old bitter, um, the old bitter Bruce Wayne in the Batcave basically as his mission control was perfect. I love that. The movie, uh, Return of the Joker was both really good and really fucking creepy. Um, um, like everything about it. I even I loved Terry, like the guy who was supposed to be the new Batman. I loved him as the bat. I loved him as Batman because he was he was like us at the time. He he basically kind of matched the age, like the mental age range that that Terry was supposed to be. So like we were following alongside him as like his peers, going, I don't know how the fuck we're gonna have to kill these bad guys, but I guess we're gonna try and do it. Let's hope we have a good enough piece of technology to do this shit. And then in the background, it's us going, "Oh, word!" <laughs> <laughs> like we were. Basically, you could implant yourself mentally in as Terry. Like you were around the same age as him at that point. So I will they, say, I. Only- uh, the the thing the big reveal at the end of the series where Terry is like Bruce Wayne's test tube baby I hated that yeah. shit so much I I, really? I didn't yeah. watch that it it, it, I, it was it just felt so inserted and so forced it's like why does he have to be Bruce Wayne's son yeah. I laughed at that it was one of those things where it didn't ruin it for me but that was the only bit of it that you know I didn't take seriously um normally in my head like you get so many strikes against it until i go okay now i just don't like this yeah that was its only flaw with me granted i i liked it in a sense that it's like okay well now it sort of makes sense as to why he can do all these things he's not just some random guy off the street who actually has the ability to just do these things no he he's a pedigree and it's like oh okay well that makes sense it's a little weird but at least it makes sense other than that, though, nah, Batman Beyond loved the shit out of that. If I can find the DVD or Blu-ray copies of it, I would rather own it instead of having to pay for a stream service to watch it. Because, you know, I just like owning shit. But, yeah, no, I I love that. I love Batman Beyond. I like A+. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Mike. Um... I'm kind of just repeating myself, but I, I mean, if anybody who knows me, I'm a huge Batman Beyond fan. I sometimes go back and forth, like if it's better than Batman, the animated series, just because how it, how it advances the story. Um, I feel like if you like think of this, like on paper, like when they're in the writing room, it's like, okay, so we, we want to do a sequel to Batman, but it's about a Batman in high school. Like, well, that kind of sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> and they go, now hold on a second. But yeah, they they pulled it off with flying colors. Like it's 
it's one of the greatest cartoons I've ever seen. It, it, I don't know. It, it, it spoke to I don't know seven, eight year old edgy me, but like it just, it was great. Like Terry McGinnis to me is like my favorite, probably my favorite like comic book character ever. Like if you want to call him a comic book character, because I mean he was technically a cartoon first, but like I, it's just there's something so relatable about Terry. Like Terry is just he's what every kid wanted. He was the kid. He was the guy who, who wasn't Robin, but like looked up to Batman and wanted to be Batman. Like he didn't, he didn't have a tragic past like Batman. I mean, like he was like a bit of a juvenile delinquent, but like he had that like attitude and he, he had more of a sense of humor than Batman. And I just love like old man, Bruce Wayne in the bat cave, like oh, in yeah. his ear, like helping that him. Was the best. That was my favorite thing. I just love like old man, Bruce Wayne. Like, Oh yeah. That was that was just a stroke of genius, just like a disgruntled like Bruce Wayne, like mentoring like a smart ass Terry to be like a young Batman. It it was it's just it's just genius. And yeah, like like Donnie was saying earlier, like instead of just rehashing every single Batman villain, like they created like a new rogues gallery for him. And the thing is like that's a really hard thing to do. It's like you come in as like TV writers and you have all this Batman mythology and it's like, Oh, we're going to make our own villains. It's like most of the time that usually sucks. Mm-hmm. But like all of Terry's like rogues gallery is great. Like I love his arch enemy blight, like just this mm-hmm. green glowing skeleton guy that shoots like radiation at people. Like, and if anything, I've, I've been rewatching these, Batman Beyond is actually darker than the animated series. There's a lot more violence in this than there is in the original one. And the funny thing, the funny thing was, is the whole point is they wanted to do a teen Batman, but it ended up being more darker and more violent. And I don't know. I, I can't sing its praises enough. And like, like you guys said, like return of the Joker is amazing. Like, and return of the Joker, you actually see like Robin kill the Joker, Mm -hmm. like depending on, depending on which cut you watch, but like the original cut, like you see him like kill the Joker, mm-hmm. like shoot. Him. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. Like the toys are great. I I've been in it so much. I've been ordering Batman beyond toys off eBay. I'm still waiting on some, one of the ones I got, I think Blake would like this. I got, um, the Superman from the future when he has like Starro on his chest, when he's being mind controlled. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, cuz and that was that was another it was a two-parter called The Call where like Terry meets like the Justice League of the Future and like there's like Warhawk and Aqua Girl and the little like Chinese like Buddhist monk boy that was the Green Lantern like it was great. It's fucking and fucking Shooter McGavin did the voice of Superman in those episodes. Yeah, I never see I only saw the first part of that. I never saw the second part. Um, I'll have to. We're make... like, we're like, Superman looks like he killed Warhawk, <laughs> and it just yeah. ends. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no, it ends. It ends with Batman being like, basically being like, I prepared for this day for a long time, and he basically gives Terry a weapon that will kill him, and he's like, don't hesitate, just kill him, and it's just like, yeah. it's so fucked up that like after everything they've been through, Bruce Wayne's still prepared to fucking kill Superman one day. Yeah, and it's really like in hindsight because the Justice League show came after Batman Beyond. So then you watch like Bruce and Superman together and like how how much they're allies. And even then, like even after Batman Beyond was canceled, like they had 
episodes where they went into the future and you got to see Terry again. And uh, they had the epilogue episode, like Donnie said, where they revealed Bruce was Terry's dad. Even there was even an episode of Static Shock where Static went to the future and teamed up with Terry. Like, oh God, stay, save Static Shock for when we get to it, because then that way we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't say any more about that. But like, yeah, no, like this show just had everything. Like, I want. And I know like Batman Beyond still going on in the comics, but I want it to come back in some shape or form. Like whether they do more episodes or they've been saying they want to do a live action movie, like Batman Beyond would be an amazing movie. Uh, but like, but like this, action. there's just, it's, there's so much to this show. Like it's amazing. If you're a Batman fan, if you're a science fiction fan, if you're a fan of watching fucking TV in general, like you need <laughs> to watch it. Like it's, it's an A plus. It's a masterpiece too. All right, Blake. I mean, I, I think everybody else touched on what I was going to say. I mean, Batman, the animated series is pro is, is, is the greatest of all time, but like Batman beyond would have to be a, a number two for sure. It's just how close it is, is up for debate. Um, but yeah, no, I give it an A as well. Um, I guess in hindsight, I only wish that like return of the Joker would have been a theatrical release so they could have like upped the budget and quality of it. Cause like with all due respect, like it was good at the time for what it was, you know, on VHS. But like, if you were to compare it to mask of the phantasm, like you can tell mask of the phantasm had more into it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean like other than that, like I wish return of the Joker would have been a theatrical release and had like a bigger budget, been a bigger deal. Um, I like it. The, probably did, it probably did because Mask of the Phantasm bombed in theaters. That's like 90% probably what the story behind that was. And I like the Mr. Freeze episode where they bring him back. Um, yeah, but no, yeah. Like, once again, like everybody else touched on everything else I would have said. I give it an A. All right. Next one Digimon. D -d 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 Digimon. <laughs> Now, as a kid, I was always way more of a Digimon fan than a Pokemon fan, and that's probably why I didn't have many friends as a kid. But, <laughs> but I fucking loved Digimon. Like, season one was amazing. Season two, somehow, they made it even better. Um, a lot of people tuned out when season three came along, but I think that's just because everybody was angry that season three was a whole new cast and crew and, like, had nothing to do with the previous two seasons. I remember watching season three and thinking it was pretty decent. Um, and Digimon as a whole, as an IP is still really good. It's a shame that like, it's like every now and then it'll go, it'll go away for a little bit and then it'll come back and then it'll go away and then it'll come back. And it's a shame that Digimon yeah. just has never been able to get like the, the same power as the same brand recognition as, as Pokemon. Cause I think Digimon is head and shoulders better than Pokemon. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give Digimon it's tough if I had it's not quite an A so I'm going to give it a B Zach okay I I had I was more into Pokemon Loser. but the re now hold on the reason why <laughs> was because I didn't apparently I didn't seem to have as much access to Digimon as I did Pokemon honestly I liked them both um um the only thing that kind of put like gave me more that like, like put me off was in the Digimon series where 
it wasn't so much that they had their own little digital pet. It was they activated it and it was more Power Rangers and they became the Digimon. And I was like, yeah, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to like have little kids floating in a digital scape, basically butt ass naked. <laughs> controlling digimon like yeah that was that was season four and i see you in the corner i know it what was, you're doing it was the end of, it was the end of season three and then and oh, yeah. season four yeah i think the peak for digimon for me because digimon had actually one of my favorite characters in it uh out of all of it was the imp impmon impmon was my favorite i had an action figure of his his final digivol uh, like his final digivolve stage where the he basically looked mm-hmm. like the fucking crow yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he was like a biker, dude. Uh, the 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 character arc with him, where he finally found a family that fucking actually liked him and loved him, and you know everyone's fighting this final end boss, and he looks down at the little laser blaster that the little boy gives him, and the little boy says, "You can use this to shoot the bad guys," and Impmon just starts fucking bawling. And he's like, don't worry, I'll kill him for you, buddy. And then he transforms. I was sitting in front of my TV going, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when he holds when he holds the little toy gun in his hand as Beelzebub, it turns his arm into a big fucking just, arm cannon. Yeah. fucking turns into a giant buster cannon, and I'm just like, yes! And then, oh, like, he, he, grows like, he grows, like, raven wings and can fly. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, I don't know, cue up the song Wings of a Butterfly by fucking him. And it was just like, yo, that's... <laughs> AMD material. <laughs> like BMR is like beaten off in the background. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, no, like I the only reason that I was more of a Pokemon fan was because my access to Pokemon related things was way more you know easier and it was a lot quicker than access to Digimon related things. And by the time you know, I wanted to be, or I wanted to have access to the stuff that was Digimon related. The stuff that I liked, it was already like one out of season. Two, everyone stopped talking about it, and it was just like, well, now there's no real, you know what I mean? Like there was no real uh, incentive to try and go back. Digimon the movie was good. I really liked Digimon the movie, but other than that, I mean, it was one of those things where had it had the accessibility that Pokemon did, it would have put up way more of a fight than it actually did. Overall, I give it a B. Like, there's... I, I can't say that I hate it, because that would, one, be... You know, that'd be a lie. Um, it just... It had a lot of potential that it didn't have the ability, apparently, to capitalize on, and that makes me sad. But it was a good show, and it does deserve a lot of the praise it gets. All right, Mike, go ahead. Um, I'm exactly in the camp you are, Donnie. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I love Pokemon. I don't love it as much as I used to as a kid. Like when it was really big. But like, no, Digimon was my shit. I always said that like, Digimon was better. Like, you could argue like, because like Pokemon is still really big. Like in video games, mm-hmm. like with the versions and all that. You could argue the Pokemon games are better or have held up better. But like, hands down, like the Digimon show was way better than pokemon like the pokemon show like in hindsight like when you rewatch it like kind of sucks yeah <laughs> it's kind of bad like ash ketchum's like one of the most unlikable protagonists ever <laughs> like he's just a fucking loser <laughs> and he, get, oh, he wow. gives 
anytime he like fully levels up his Pokemon, he like gives them away because it's the new season. Yeah. It's like why would yeah, you that, do that? That was the trope that I fucking like, despise. Dude, you have you have an actual fucking dragon. Why are you setting it free? <laughs> it, it was also the most it was the most counterintuitive thing because you literally have an, a theme song about how you want to catch them all. Yeah. Like, and then he gives them away. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, it's like in the in the concept of the game, it didn't make any sense because the whole point of Pokemon was like to level up your Pokemon, have them as strong as you could be. But once they got yeah. strong, you got rid of them. But Pikachu's yeah. probably like level one thousand. So it, no. it, it, was just, it was a no. It was a double negative because it's just like not only is he a loser, he's also a fucking communist. <laughs> 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 yeah, the little, the, little, the little red hat of his just had a, like a hammer and sickle on the front. <laughs> but anyway, oh my god! But anyways, back to Digimon. So, um, it, I have I feel like I have this like cool relationship with Digimon. Like I was there like before Digimon was even a show. Like back when like the whole Tamagotchi, Tamagotchi craze was going on. Digimon oh, yeah, was, I was like. Part of that. Digimon was like the boy, if you want to say that, the boy version of Tamagotchis where you took care of them, like you hatched them from an egg and like you cleaned up their shit. <laughs> and then like you could link them together and like you could battle. Like they even like looked like a little brick wall with like a cage broken up. Like I, I just, like I, had I, one. I want that I, in the commercial so bad where it's like you can clean up their shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what you had to do at the time. Like, if you didn't play it for like half a fucking day, you turn it on. There was like four big piles of shit on the screen. Yeah, they did the same thing. Did they you ever dead. play? The, did you ever play the PS One game Digimon World? Yeah, and I I love yeah, the Digimon World. Game. the The first game was literally just a video game version of the Tamagotchi. Yeah, and they would shit. They would actually just shit. Like, yeah, and I was fucking terrible at that game. So my Digimon <laughs> would always digivolve into Numamon. Oh. But the only plus side is. As if you walked by shit, like he'd like he stretch his tongue out and eat it. <laughs> so that was my half of my fun, just watching Numamon eat shit. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> but anyways, like no, like the the plot. I mean, I've rewatched Digimon. Like some of the line delivery is a little eh, but like the plots were so good. Like there was more at stake at Digimon. Like it was about like two worlds, like facing their end like digimon were trying not only to destroy the digital world but the real world and there's a lot of big context like kids kind of having to grow up you know they're stuck in this place without their parents or their family you know they literally have to survive like it shows them like making fire and like having to like look for food and stuff like that it was it had a, it had a lot more going on than people remember mm -hmm. um and even for like a big cast, like I feel like all of the Digi Destin were really memorable, like especially Ty and Matt. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and yeah, like and season two was great. Like the whole like the new cast kind of like, but it was like also with an older like TK and Kari. Like I love that season, and like the Dark Master, like Ken and. Um, uh, I even like the whole one of my favorite things like aesthetically was the whole like armor digi eggs. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. I had some of those toys. Um, the toys were really cool. That was another underrated thing. Like the Digimon toys were really cool. Um, but going further into it, like a lot of yeah, a lot of people stopped watching after season two because of the shift. And I've noticed a lot of Japanese shows do that. Like they'll like long running shows, like every season's like a different story, just mm -hmm. kind of like, like common rider and super sentai. 
And season three, like, which is called in Japan, Digimon Tamers, like that one, I always really liked the one, like how meta it was. Cause in their world, it was like, it was like our world. Like Digimon was just a toy, was just toys and shows and video games. And then they, they came to life in the real world. Um, and that one actually got pretty dark, but I love season four. Like everybody hates season four and I loved it. Like that was the, that was ever the one everybody joked was the Power Ranger season. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a Power Rangers fan. Maybe I just liked that the kids actually turned into Digimon. I don't know. I felt like it was more at stake instead of just like sending your pet to go fight for you. Like you were actually in the fight. I don't know. I thought there was more at stake in that season. That's just me. But I really like season I can, four. I and I like the two, like in season four, like if you watch far enough, like each of the kids got like a beast mode and like all of their beast forms were like callbacks to the season one Digimons. Like the one guy was like a gray mon and so on and so forth. Um, but I didn't really watch any of the other seasons after that. I think there was like data squad and mm-hmm. uh, what was it? The one after like Digimon fusion or something like that. Yeah. But now they've been going back to like the OG, like they have like the Digimon movies and then like they, there's like a remake of the first season going on right now. I haven't watched those yet, but I, I'll get to them at some point. But um, like, and the, the, the Digimon games were awesome. Like, like Donnie brought up Digimon World. And the cool thing about the World games were every game was different. Like, I mean, Pokemon, they do the different versions. It's kind of like it gets updated over time. Yeah, like you end up getting sword, uh, fork and knife version, chair and table. <laughs> yeah, it's like they they kind of they kind of <laughs> kept the similar feel, but like Digimon, like the first game was literally just the Tamagotchi game, like brought to life, mm-hmm. and then the second game dungeon was a dungeon crawler. Like you literally got in this thing called the Digi Tank, which was like this living tank, and you go through dungeons, and then you'd you'd had these like RPG battles where you had like three Digimon. And then the best one was Digimon World 3, which kind of did... RPG. Yeah, it was like an open-world RPG, and that one kind of was like Season 3, where, like, you were... The plot was, like, you were kids, and, like, you go into, like, a virtual reality game. Like, Digimon's just, like, a VR game. But then you get trapped in the VR, and it kind of becomes real, and, like, you have to train, like, your Digimon like an RPG. And, like, that one was a lot of fun. I remember me and uh, Andrew played that all the time. And then Digimon World 4, that's the one I played the least, but that one basically played like Gauntlet. Like you literally played as like, it was like a four-player game where you play as Digimon, but you could like pick up swords and guns and shit. But um, What do you rate Digimon? I would rate, I would give Digimon an A. I think, I think it's highly underrated. I think it's a great series. I think people who haven't given it a chance should give it a chance. And if you... And the people who have only watched like the first two seasons should give three and four a chance. And just one or one more thing to throw out: I love the movie. The Digimon movie was awesome. Yeah, I wish I didn't get to see it in theaters, and I wish I did. And the soundtrack was awesome, and it, it was better than any of the Pokemon movies. Like when War Greymon and Metal Gururumon became Omnimon, like I shit a brick. <laughs> like, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a solid day for me. All right, go ahead, Blake. So, man, I mean, I loved the first two seasons as a kid. Like, there was a period of time where it was my favorite show. Yeah. Um, I had all the, like, the minifigures. Um, 
I, I just, just season one was great. And then like you said, Donnie season two, like surpassed it. Like season two was like a great sequel season. And unfortunately the ending to that story, um, I can't explain to you the feeling of disappointment in me when I tuned in the first morning of season three, ready to go. And all I had seen was like 30 second teasers for it, where it would just be a montage being like, you know, Digimon season three starts this date. And I'm like, Oh, awesome. And then I turn it on and it does that thing where it's like, Oh, the first two seasons, it's, we're just a show within a show. And this is, this is supposed to take place in our world. And it was just a toy all along. And, and I'm like, even as a little kid, I'm like, was so terminally underwhelmed. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> a coma. I, I, I'm hearing, bro, I'm hearing in your voice that eat shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Season I, three is good. I, you know what? Honestly, if I were to like go back to it now and like maybe watch it with Emma and, and just, you know, watch it with like an open mind, it probably was, but it's just, I just wanted to see a sequel to one and two. But I guess you could say, like, well, they wrapped it up. What you know, they they, they ended the story. What more was there to it? They did and, kind of like they were all like adults and had kids and shit and jobs. Like they did kind of wrap up one and two. Um and uh, but yeah, and then like with the movie, I, I I just thought it was weird how the movie was like this weird filler episode almost that took place at like another point. Like I was I was expecting like the movie to be like an epilogue to the show itself or at least season two, but I guess it came out before season two was over and it, it came out, it came out in the middle of season two. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like this weird epilogue and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, the, well, the thing with the movie is that in Japan, those were like three like short movies that were like aired on TV. Like they mm -hmm. were like, they were like three TV movies that were like maybe like 40 minutes each. And mm -hmm. then they just like, cut some scenes and put them together for the American movie. Oh, okay. Cause uh, like, cause like the first story is a prequel. The second story is kind of like, like an ending to season one. And then the third story is like, takes place in the middle of season two. Even though the events of like the first story in the movie, the, the, the prologue or whatever is never mentioned in season one. Like it was just kind of like this weird, like swept under the rug. I don't know, alternate thing, but it is whatever. Um, but no, I mean, like, Digimon had the better show, hands down, but I guess Pokemon had better games because, like, I did not understand the Digimon games at all. I don't know. Like, I had one of them for the PlayStation 1, and I still can't, I still didn't get past, like, the first part, the first level. I don't know. Maybe I was just dumb as shit, but uh, <laughs> they were kind of hard. <laughs> Yeah, but ultimately, I was more of a Digimon kid. Like I cried like a baby when Wizardmon died. Like he was yeah. my favorite. He was awesome. Like I, if I were to make these into live action movies, I would totally be a fanboy and like keep him around and have him like have him help them fight the Dark Masters or whatever. And like my favorite villain was Puppetmon. Like I just thought he was like just so creepy and crazy and cool and. I don't know. I just really dug the aesthetics and I just, I just like how they actually talk. They didn't say their names. Like they actually talked like they had personalities. They had dialogue, yeah. but there was, there was development, there was arcs. And I, so yeah, I mean, I never gave anything after the third season a chance, but I'm going to go by one and two. I'm going to stick with the good times. I give it an A. All right. 
Next show, Recess. Uh. I. <laughs> yeah. What's up with Kogel having these like one syllable reactions all night? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, 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 assuming I'm interpreting that sound right, I agree with Zach. Like, I just didn't really care for this show at all that much as a kid. I didn't really care about any of the characters. Like, I just thought it was whatever. Um, I, I hardly ever watched it. I'm, I'm gonna give it a D. Jesus Christ. Go ahead, Zach. Remember that thing you said about Animaniacs? Yeah. Cut and paste that. That's my answer. <laughs> so you're giving Recess an F? Uh, I'm giving it... Yeah, I might as well give it an F. I didn't give a shit about that show. I'm going to yeah. be totally honest with you. It was... To me, that signified that, you know, Judge Judy was next. <laughs> and my mom was going to want the... I might as well preemptively leave. <laughs> I need to savor this moment for a second. <laughs> <laughs> the show that told me that Judge Judy. <laughs> that, is like, that is like a spiritual echo of what my cousin Ryan said about the show MASH. He was like, yeah, growing up, MASH meant it was time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was gonna say it was gonna be so damn prophetic. That that totally that totally topped me calling as ketchup a communist. Nah, like okay. that that show being on most likely meant Judge Judy was next and my mom was going to want the TV, so I might as well just leave. <laughs> so petty. But, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not even going to go any farther than that. Who else wants the floor? <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Um, I guess I'm in the minority because I actually liked Recess. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, next. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like, it wasn't... Mike's mom like... didn't watch Judge Judy. <laughs> no, I don't think she did. I, I feel so bad for Mike because Michael gets interrupted so much, but he's such a good sport about it. It's all it's all in the matter of fun. But, um, I mean, it's it's one of those things like, yeah, it wasn't a groundbreaking show or anything. It was like Batman or anything. It didn't move you or make you feel a certain way. I don't know. It just it reminded me of the time I was at in my life. Like I was. The kids in the show are like fourth graders, I think. I think I was like in the fourth grade when the show came out. I think I, I don't remember the exact year, but like. It was just a fun show, like kids being on the playground and doing stupid shit. Like the one dude was like the he was like the fifth grader, and I guess he was the most popular kid, and he was like the king of the playground. He even wore a crown and shit. They just had like the goofy like kid roles, and like there was like the one teacher, Miss Finster, who was like an old bitch, and they all hated her. And like <laughs> uh, there was like the principal, and like he was like a little conniving like fuck. I don't know, but like it was it just it was just it was one of those things that reminded you of like it's fun to be a kid. And I, I remember a lot of the kids like TJ was the coolest. He was the kid 
the stereotypical '90s kid with the backwards cap, like he was the cool kid. Yeah, he was the he was the mascot for Burger King in the '80s. <laughs> yeah, well that, well, that was the thing. I don't know if it was McDonald's or Burger King, but they had recess toys, and like I had a bunch of them. They were all like sports themed, like McDonald's. If it was Disney, it was McDonald's. Yeah, and like I remember TJ had like a hockey stick, and like yeah, I remember the the dorky kid Gus like had a golf club because like you know golf's fucking lame, but like. I, yeah, it was a fun show. I, me- I remember, like, there was a movie. It was Recess Schools Out, and it actually went to theaters. And I didn't get to see it. And I remember being really bummed out that I didn't get to see it in theaters. But I remember on the playground, Blake had saw it, and he was, like, telling me about it. And, like, the whole, like, plot was, like, th- for some reason, this dude's, like, a fucking asshole, and he just wants to get rid of summer vacation. And he has this, like, elaborate fucking machine that's going to, like, affect the season so, like, summer doesn't happen. I'm like... It's like, man, who pissed in this guy's Cheerios? Like, but like, I don't know. It's just that dumb kid plot where like someone's gonna take away summer vacation. Like, I don't know. It was just fun. It was just a fun show. Like, I'll give it. I'll give it like a, a B. It's a solid B. Like, it's it's. I mean, yeah, it might not have aged as well. I haven't watched it in a long ass time. But like, I always thought it was fun. Damn, makes me feel like an asshole. <laughs> well, Go ahead, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing you remember that conversation, Michael, because I literally do not remember the movie at all. I must really? not, I must not have thought about that film since that conversation with you. It's funny because the entire plot that you just said of the bad guy was a, a smear tactic against John Kerry in two thousand four. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's going to make it go to school in the summer. No, y- your older cousin told you that. Shut up. Um, anyway. <laughs> Recess okay. is the reason John Kerry didn't get elected. <laughs> there's the pl- There's the title for this video. <laughs> oh, God, God damn it, Disney. But anyway, I mean, recess. It, I, I'm totally in the same boat as Michael. Like, I, I was. It wasn't like it wasn't profound or you know like a masterpiece like the other some of the other stuff we've talked about. But whenever I would watch it, I was I was content. I was you know I was entertained. I was pleased. Um, I just I, I one memory. I rem- I remember having specifically was every time I would go on vacation, you know, it, we would t- make it a two day thing where we would stay at a hotel the night before we finally got to whichever beach we were going to. And, you know, <laughs> in the nineties, you know, the, the TVs, like they, they only had like a handful of channels. They didn't have that many channels at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would wake up the next morning and mom would be like, Oh, you know, your dad went out to get breakfast and bring it back, you know, and just turn on the TV and watch something until he comes back. And while you're packing up your, your stuff, you know, uh, out of the, you know, and we should be at the beach later today. Only one of two shows would ever be on in the hotel room. Whenever <laughs> we would go on vacation, it would either be recess or the weekenders. <laughs> it was like, I don't, <laughs> Oh dear God! To me, that means that there's nothing on, (laughs) and I don't have a TV. (laughs) Yeah, I can I can understand that about the Weekenders, but like Recess was cooler than the Weekend. (laughs) You just described a weird Twilight Zone episode where it's like, oh, the Weekenders is on, and then Coke would be like, wait a second, I don't have a TV, and then the TV's gone, (laughs) and then the black hole gets sucked into it. Oh God. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Scotty, I am begging you, please call this episode. That means Judge Judy's on. <laughs> um. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Recess. I give it a C. I give it a C. It's it's entertaining enough when it was on, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was always wondering when Miss Frizzle was going to ask if Wazowski filed his paperwork. <laughs> hey, you at least remember some of the characters' names, so you did watch it. <laughs> yeah, for a guy. Yeah, I, I, hey, I, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, fuck no, boy. Yeah, hold on, hold on, shut the fuck up, no. You didn't get the thing where you're like, oh yeah, I don't watch porn, and then you know the name of every porn star. <laughs> I don't, did I, have I done that? <laughs> no, but you just did your own version of that, where it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, no, that because I was gonna just say, I've never, I've never done it's like, that. It's like, it's like, oh no, honey, they rented a porn. Oh, porn's so disgusting, it's terrible. Yeah, it has this actress in it. He goes, oh no, not her. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, listen, I know the characters. I've watched it, so I believe that because I know what you're talking about and I've watched it, I can make the opinion. I'm not going to be some dumbass that goes, oh, no, I don't like that show. Well, have you watched it? No. Well, then you shouldn't really have an opinion about it, now should you? I at least like to say I know what you're talking about. That's true. Next show, Freakazoid. Oh, I love this show. As a kid, I... As, the, as a kid, I really loved the show. I watched it a lot. Um, I haven't watched this show probably since elementary school. Um, so I, it's another show that I remember watching a lot of, but I don't remember any specific moments from it. Um, it wasn't one of my favorite <laughs> shows, but I, I did enjoy it. Um, I'm going to give it a solid B. Mike? I remember I remember there was one clip from that Poor where Zach, his mom's like, you Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say there was just you one there was one time. quote from that there was one quote from that show that I loved. It was you should go outside, but uh, get off that computer. But this computer is my life. That's so very sad. <laughs> well go I'm ahead, like, Zach. Yeah, I'm go go ahead and rip Freakazoid <laughs> since you went ahead and jumped the gun. <laughs> oh no, I was excited. Excuse me, but uh, yeah, no, I, I liked this show. Uh, I'm sorry, I am the kind of person that resonates with the lol so random, but I like there to be nuanced <laughs> with that lol so random. Like you know, I, I, well, that's, I like that's why Freakazoid uh, is so much better than Animaniacs because Freakazoid had nuances. Yeah, see, that's, that's the thing. Like there, there were a lot of like. When I say adult jokes, they were basically, like, adult level on the sense of, like, what's it called? Um, Monty Python level. Like, you're not going to get this unless you're a, a tax-paying citizen kind of adult. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. Um, Wesley, Wesley Snipes wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Wesley Snipes didn't get that joke. But, um... Yeah, no, I really loved that show. I really loved how, like, it, it blended, like, the random humor with slapstick and, uh, Cosgrove, why don't you, <laughs> well, why don't you get married? Because I like meat too much. Well, you know, you can still get married and like meat. Huh, I never I, thought of that. I didn't know that. <laughs> it was just like, like what? Did anyone think what? that was a, an underlying gay joke? I... I don't know, and quite frankly, I don't care. All I know is I laughed, and that was what mattered. 
What do you rate it at? But rate it, I give it an A. I, I not only enjoyed my time watching that show, I I just I ate up all the all the jokes and references that they came up with. Like maybe that's maybe it this show may be a reason for the type of humor that I have. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Imagine a live action freakazoid movie starring TJ Miller. Cool. <laughs> One, fuck TJ Miller. Two, it should be Ryan Reynolds, even though he's already Deadpool. Yeah, no, I that actually would pay to see a Ryan Reynolds in in a in a in a uh, Freakazoid movie. Uh, I'd do it. What about Dane Cook? Mm, ten years ago, yeah. Yeah, we're when like we fourteen were years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's too old, but Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I feel like it has to be a guy like in their twenties. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because of his alter ego. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Mike. Go rate rate Freakazoid. Um, I'm gonna be in the same ballpark as everybody. Like, I loved Freakazoid. I watched it all the time. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, Blake will get to it eventually, but like, I know like he was a huge fan of it. I, me- I remember me and him on the playground, like talking about it all the time. Um, I remember the theme song, like the episodes always stuck out to me. Like, I don't think it was the first episode. They showed it later, but he had, um, like a two part episode that was like his origin story. And, um, it was, it kind of made fun of like ET. I remember like, it kind of did like the Reese pieces thing where like something like followed him home. And, like, it was, like, the whole thing, like, he gets, like, sucked inside his computer, and for some reason that turns him into a fucking freakazoid. But, um, yeah, there was there was so many funny jokes. Like, I don't know why. There was this one episode that was, like, it was kind of making fun of when Superman's, like, ship is, like, coming to Earth. Yeah. And, like, you see this ship, like, pass by, like, this planet, and out of nowhere, freakazoid just pops out and goes, that's, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the funniest fucking thing as a kid. Just like he said, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it, was like, it, it was summed up best by like a random YouTube comment. It was like he didn't have to say it. He didn't need to say it. Nobody was expecting him to say it, but he still said it, <laughs> and it was glorious. I know. And one of the little like side, like it was kind of like an undertone joke that I used to always think was so fucking funny as a kid. And I remember, I feel like I, I remember telling Blake this and him laughing like he, his main thing is like, he has like super speed. He's kind of like a weird version of the flash, but like he has a freak mobile. Why does he have a car? If he has super speed, like they sometimes, even bring up sometimes the- his legs get tired. <laughs> it's just like I remember they like they always brought it up and like um like the the theme song is like drives around in the freak mobile. It's like why does he have a freak mobile? Like he runs really fast for for licensing and toy rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, did did they did Freakazoid have a toy line? Uh, if they did, I don't remember. Yeah, it's like if if they did, I would totally buy some of that shit. But like I re- I don't even know if it had like Burger King or McDonald's toys. It had, yeah. it had some stuff. Okay. But yeah, no, it, it was a great show. It's tons of fun. I would give it, for nostalgia purposes, I'll give it an A. All right. Go ahead, Blake. I love Freakazoid. Like, is, you know, with the, I guess the, 
the Spielberg Amblin stuff, like Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, this, like, this is my favorite. Like, I loved the joke that, like, Michael just brought up, that Uranus, just so unnecessary, but he still did it. Um, it, it one episode that, like, I remember that <laughs> I loved was the Candle Jack episode. Yeah, oh, God. I and, fucking forgot about that. And, That's and, the best fucking episode. And, and they're like, you know, he's he's like chaperoning for like a, a you know, like a boys camp or whatever, or a kids camp, one of them. And like they're in the middle of the woods and they're having like a, a fire and they're telling ghost stories around the, the fire. And <laughs> one kid is like, they're trying to come up with new stories and scare each other. And they're like, so what if like you went to reach for something and it wasn't there anymore? And they're like, nah, nah. And then one kid gets up and is like, okay, so like, what if all the air in the world was made of wood? This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> like, um, no, no. And finally, freaking one goes, what if TBS gave Simbad another sitcom and they all start <laughs> screaming in horror? <laughs> <laughs> It's such a petty joke, and I loved it so much. And then I feel like that was the start of like Sinbad hate. (laughs) And they start to tell like like it just you had like this show. I mean, these shows were kind of the reason why I wanted to become like pop culture aware and stuff. Like not just like straightforward, easy, lazy jokes, but like they had to actually be like, okay, you have to be aware of other stuff that's going on in the world outside of this cartoon. And I love that. And it's just like. But beyond that, it's like just Candle Jack shows up and he's like, one of you summoned my name. And he's like, I, n- me? N- no, I, I didn't. I, I said Apple Jacks. I-, I want a bowl of Apple Jacks. And the one kid goes, yeah, he didn't say Candle Jack. They're so dumb. But yeah, man, like, it's, it's is this on HBO Max? Uh, I don't know. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sure it will be eventually. Oh, that, would, that, would, that would fucking figure for me. Yeah, well, I mean, like, well, that's how it's owned by Warner Brothers, man. That's the point. But um, that's why it's got all the good shit. Yeah, Bubby. Yeah, but no, I, I give it an A. I give it an A. Like, it is, it, it it'll tickle the shit out of you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I need to rewatch it. All right, everybody, get your communist caps on because now we're talking about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um. Pokemon, I was into it at first when it first came out when I was a kid, um, but I was mostly into it because all my friends were into it, and I I just fell out of it really quickly. Like, I was only into Pokemon up until partway into Generation Two. Uh, I think he went to Johto in the anime series. Yeah, the yeah, League. yeah. The Johto League is where I like just tuned out completely and never went back. Um, I think it's I think Pokemon is. I think it's always been a bit overhyped. I think the only reason it managed to get as big as it did is because it had Nintendo backing it as heavily as they did. Um, Yeah, that's true. I'm going to give it a C. Mike, go ahead. Um, I'll say, like, I was a huge Pokemon fan when it came out. Like, I was all aboard the hype train like every other kid um i even dressed up as ash like in the fourth grade like blake can remember that um yeah i i remember like when the games came out like i had red version like i was like straight up red version like every i felt like every motherfucker loved blastoise and like i love charizard and i feel like everybody likes charizard now but like i was all about charizard (laughs) and um I kind of 
fell out of Pokemon, um, probably the third generation, which was like Ruby and Sapphire. That was kind of where I fell out of it. And like our friend Andrew, like he was always big into Pokemon's more so into the games. I don't think he really cared as much about the show. But, like, he would always, like, tell me about, like, the newer stuff coming out. And then my brother, like, I mean, he was kind of, like, the later generation. I mean, my brother wasn't born until 2002. But I remember he was, like, really into, like, the other ones, like, Diamond and Pearl and X and Y and stuff like that. I actually tried out the newer version, Shield. It's 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 all right. I just, I it's, it's just not there for me anymore. Mm-hmm. I still like it and appreciate it, but I don't love it. I remember, I even remember like standing in line in the movie theater for Pokemon, the first movie, because that movie was like fucking packed. Oh, mm-hmm. God. And like getting like, getting like the movie cards, which I didn't even get a movie card because they were all sold out. I remember I had to like trade a kid for one and like that, that the Pokemon, there was Y'all all, are this, gonna hate me. there was all this like controversy and shit. Like I remember there were some kids like on the playground, they're like, I can't play Pokemon because my mom said it's the devil. <laughs> and like, and I'm like, yeah, that's why not a lot of kids like you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just felt bad for him. And like, I remember being so pissed. Like, kids started bringing Pokemon cards to to school to trade on the playground. And literally, the day I brought my binder of Pokemon cards, it got banned from school. And I was like, Mother yep, fuck. happened to me too. Literally the same fucking day, I was so pissed. And yeah, but like. I mean, it was it was cool at the time, and like, I understand why people still love it, but it's just, I don't know. I guess it's I don't know if it's an inner hipster that I like Digimon better, but like, the, as far as the Pokemon show goes, it doesn't really hold up as much. I would give Pokemon probably a C plus. And I remember, I think Donnie said a joke similar to this, but I remember like there was kind of like an in between season between season one and two, like between like Kanto and Johto where like the characters went to the orange islands, which, mm-hmm. Oh God, they, they kind of introduced like a couple new Pokemon, but like it was mainly just the season one Pokemon. And there was always that kid on the playground said, there's going to be an orange version for the orange islands. And like, it just, you, they were just full of I shit because, because, because there was no like internet that. and people would just make up <laughs> fake rumors like that all the time. But yeah, yeah. C plus for me. Oof. Go ahead, Zach. So, uh, yes, I was a kid back in the day. Hey, I me fell too. into the Pokemon trap <laughs> really hard. Um, I, as far as the games go, I, 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 I was an OG. I had Pokemon Red version. I had Yellow version. I had Crystal version. I think the only one I never had was Blue because I could just never find it. Um, I had Gold and Silver. I played Gold and Silver. I played Ruby. I didn't have Sapphire. Um, I, I was interested all the way up to Diamond and Pearl. I had I had uh, Pearl version, and and then it just kind of tapered off a little bit. Like I played X and Y. Uh, it just felt like the games the games didn't feel like they were trying to entertain me anymore. The games felt like they were trying to sell me something, and that was just obnoxious. Like it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was a thing that was being done for fun anymore. It felt like it was a thing being done to capitalize on or take advantage of people's nostalgia. And that got a little, uh, I'm like, that's okay. I'll save my money. I'll just (laughs) buy an emulator. Um, but the, 
Now, the TV show, that's a different story. Um, looking back on it now, Blake's right. Ash was a complete and total jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Dare I say, a communist. Um, <laughs> like, granted, a lot of the times when they tried to tell you why he was giving something away, there was a story reason for it. But at the same time, you're like, you, it's like, Charizard won't listen to me, but he needs... He needs to learn how to train himself. Like, he needs to go on an inner journey. So I'm going to leave him at this Charizard camp. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I get that, but have you ever thought about counseling? <laughs> <laughs> um, the only one that really hurt me the most was the Butterfree episode where he, where he let his Butterfree yeah. go away. That one hurt because... That one kind of made sense. Like that one wasn't just him giving away a Pokemon that he trained and leveled up. Like that, that was, was the first time it happened too. That was it. Like him, you know, understanding that nature is a thing. So that yeah, one but... is excusable. But everything after that just seemed like okay. I get it. You're you're getting rid of your party so that you don't have to let them sit in the PC forever. Um. Pokemon, the first movie, was a big deal. Um, I went to see that. I went to the theater to see that. I actually got my my trading card from the movie. Uh, I got a Mewtwo. Oh, um, you lucky bitch. My sister didn't give a shit, so she gave me hers. So now <laughs> I have a Mewtwo and an Electabuzz with the, uh, the, the kids' WB stamped on the front of it. Um, <laughs> actually, hold on a second. No. Give me two seconds, because I know where I keep it. Yep, it's right here. Um, in fact, my Pokemon card collection is like sitting right here on a shelf. If I flip the first page, boom. Yep, Kids WB presents Pokemon the first movie. There's my Mewtwo. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, I collected the cards. Once we got past the first set of cards to collect, I lost interest completely. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I don't know, I, I don't know why, this is one of those things where it was good. Well, why is it good? I don't really fucking know, it just was. Maybe it was just because I got sw uh, swept up in all the hype that everyone else had, but it resonated for some reason. What do you rate the show? Uh, am I going to give the show something? Yeah. Um, if we're going to give... If we're going to just rate the original Pokemon TV show, not the iterations like Johto League or Orange Islands, the original show is a C for me. Because, yes, it was it was decent. It had some good plot hooks. But other than that, Ash was a jackass. <laughs> All right, Blake, go That's ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just... It just never did it for me. Um, it, it just... Ash Ketchum is probably one of the most annoying protagonists um, in kid show history. I mean, that's why, like, his, you know, that's why his mom couldn't wait for him to leave. Like, she just wanted to clap <laughs> with uh, Professor Oak. And uh... <laughs> yeah, she wanted to make it clap. <laughs> oh, God, she wanted to make it clap for Professor Oak. Oh, God. Um, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, <sighs> It's just the whole will they, won't they between him and Misty just got so boring even before it could heat up. Um, 
I, okay, you know what? I'm not going to draw this out. I have nothing else to say. It's a D. Did you, know, did you know on the Pokemon soundtrack that there was like there was a slow song where like Misty sang how much Shush. she loved him? Shush! I have the soundtrack, and I was blindsided <laughs> I by that track. I did too. And like that song is so fuck. It's like a soap opera song. Yeah. I yeah. skip past that track every time I come across it. And, it, and you know, the last time I listened to it, I was in middle school. No, nah, man, no, nah, man, you're you're not fooling us. That was the first time you felt things. <laughs> wow. Had I thought we were friends. You know nothing about me. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the very original, oh, fucking gag me. <laughs> okay, now, now you know me. Okay, now you know me. Next show, Spider Man. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, this is another one Bring of the Spider Another one of the another one of the top tier OG superhero cartoons. Um I also recently started rewatching this cartoon on Disney Plus. I mean it holds up a lot better than the X Men cartoon did. Um Yeah. And I mean what's cool about Spider Man is about the ninety four Spider Man cartoon. Cause I mean the cartoon was basically made to sell toys. Um, but the writers who were a part of the show still did the, what they could to make the show awesome, despite that. And they also, like, because the network, Fox, like, put a lot of restrictions on them in terms of the violence and stuff like that. But they would still find ways to, like, work around it and still make it work. Um, it was just really awesome. It's 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 a good show. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it an A. Like, this is another example where I feel like, you know, when people say Sp people in our age group, when they think of Spider-Man, that's probably like one of the first things they think of is, is that cartoon. That's actually pretty accurate. Go ahead, Mike. Um, yeah, like you said, like, I, I love the Spider-Man cartoon. Like, this was my introduction to Spider-Man. And I feel like my idea for Spider-Man implanted in my head, like, always falls back to this cartoon um i love that just the the fucking theme song like was done by joe perry from aerosmith just like hearing yeah. that like guitar rift yeah it's just amazing and um it has like the auto-tuned voice and like it's great and um yeah i just i and I feel like this show, I mean they didn't miss like a couple characters but like the rogues gallery I think was shown so well in this cartoon. Like, just like seeing like the shocker and like all of them, like, I mean, the shocker has like the funny joke where like, you see him, like he's wearing like a trench coat and a hat and he still has his costume on, but like mm -hmm. he was great. Um, I always loved the like three parter where like, uh, Peter gets the black suit and like Eddie Brock becomes venom. Uh, like that. that. I shit have was that on so DVD. Intense. Do you? Sins oh of yeah. Sins of the Spider, Sins of the Father, Chapter Twelve, Verse Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, no, and that thing was like, like it was like twenty episodes long for some yeah. reason. I don't, I don't know why they did that, but like it was great. I remember like the toys were my awesome. Like, I, my health, my apartment, my health. Yeah, and that was Hank Azera. Like that, like blows my mind that like Hank Azera. Wow, was, really? Um, yeah, like he was Shit. Eddie Brock and Venom. Yeah, the blue Raja and Spartacus from like the Birdcage was Venom, and he was awesome. <laughs> oh God! But um, the blue Raja. Yeah, <laughs> that's who he was. Shut the fuck up! 
But um, uh, I the toys were great. The one toy I always wanted to have, and I have to look on eBay again. I wanted the giant fucking goblin glider that like hooked to the little goblin glider that like the hobgoblin, green goblin both used. Do you remember that shit? I, I no. actually didn't know that existed. Yes, I do. Yeah, they had a toy of that. Like, cause remember the show, like the hobgoblin and green goblin had like a little glider, and then there was like a real big glider that theirs would like hook onto. They made a toy of that, and I always fucking wanted it. Never had it, but I did. I did have the Daily Bugle like playset, and the thing was pretty legit. Like oh, it was like the shit. Yeah, it was like a Daily Bugle like building, and you could like hang. They had like strings and shit that you could hang the characters from, and like, of course, it came with like buckets of ooze to like pour on people because it was the nineties. And um, but yeah, no, it was every single villain was great, and I feel like even though. I think the show was supposed to go on longer. I think it got canceled, but the way it ended was great. It was literally like into the spider verse before into the spider verse. It was like all these different spider bands from like different universes, like teamed up to fight fucking spider carnage. And like, it literally, danger. And it, and it literally ends with like Spider-Man actually meeting Stan Lee mm-hmm. and like hanging out with him. And it was, it was just a great send off to a great show. And like, I, I, this one's an A plus too. It's, it's the definitive Spider-Man show. I mean, I do like the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon more, but this, this one's definitely great. That is a really good one too. All right, Zach, go ahead and let's try to speed it up a little bit guys. Since we're running a little late here. Yep. Yeah. Um, overall, uh, since I'm like in this in this podcast as like the patron saint of ADD, um, <laughs> normally I go for flashbacks of like what is the first thing you think of when you when you see this this uh, this uh, IP what about this IP? Um, I love the Spider-Man show, but the only thing I can remember about it was the only thing that was like the main thing that was my favorite, which was the the Venom saga, and it was it was a really good show like a lot of the time you know i was i was just a you know a little shit of a kid like a lot of that i can't remember um but i do have the the episodes on dvd i go back and watch them every now and then and i don't know it just had really good direction the only thing that that was a little off putting now that i think about it was sometimes whenever he would do his inner monologue with his uh, spidey sense he just sounded just like really weird and the way he talked and I'm like, all right, all right, come on, just tell me what's going on. (laughs) But other than that, it it was a good show. Give it an A. It it was, it, it did what it said on the tin. I think I say that a lot. All right, go ahead, Blake. I love this show. I mean, like, you know, Batman TAS and Batman beyond may be the goats, but I mean, this, this is definitely for me, it's number three. It's better than the X-Men show. But, um, yeah, it's for sure in the top five, definitely top three, whatever. Um, sorry, that just got really redundant for no reason. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I and I just, I don't know, it just always put a smile on my face. Like, even growing up, I was never a Marvel yeah. kid. Like, I always liked DC more. Like, I was just drawn to more to DC. But I was like, you know what, like, the Sp- that Spider-Man cartoon, that was damn good. And I feel like if it wasn't for this show, I would not have given a shit that the Spider-Man movie was coming out with Tobey Maguire. Like, I feel feel like this made me give a shit about Spider-Man from the get-go. And, like, the toys were fun. It was colorful. And, um, no, I I give it an A. 
And one random thing is like Kogel mentioned it, the his monologue, his like self narration, where he's basically just talking to himself or whatever to get him through the day. Um, I actually fucking love that. I wish he actually did that in the movies. And honestly, I find myself doing that. Like that actually implanted itself. That made a big impression on me. And it kind of like became a part of my inner personality. Like I'll just be driving around almost doing that voice being like, Emma's not feeling well today. What could be wrong? Like, <laughs> I mean, they, they kind of tried to do it in the movie, but it has that like really cheesy line where it's like, the story of my life is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like that one moment that Donnie doesn't like where he's like, why can't I have what I want? And it's just, <laughs> dude, like, dude, like for real, like that, that actually stuck with me. It's, it's almost like a curse. It's just like, <laughs> she it's your gift. Your curse. Dogs. I guess I'll go to Sonic now. I hope they also have good fries. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of Sonic, the next cartoon is Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Donnie. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the Sonic, the Sonic, the Hedgehog cartoon. I mean, as a kid, I wasn't much of a Sonic fan. Um, I didn't even own a Sega. I knew who Sonic was. I didn't watch this cartoon a whole lot. Um, what I saw was pretty much take it or leave it. Um, I'm going to give it a C. Which, which Sonic show are we talking about specifically? The original one. Like the one where it was Jaleel White? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. Um... I remember like seeing reruns of this. I think they used to show reruns on like Kids WB. Um, I thought it was a good show. It was it was fun. Um, I don't know why, but like I was for, for at first I thought we were talking about like Sonic Underground, which that obviously came afterwards, <laughs> where like all the Sonic characters were in a band. But like we'll be talking about that one soon. Oh okay, and like. This one, like, I think it followed. It followed mainly like Sonic and Tails, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't really pinpoint any episodes out, but I remember liking it. Um, like, I mean, I had a Sega, but it was more like my dad, so I didn't really play it a whole lot. And I don't even think I had Sonic when I was a kid. So, like, I always liked Sonic. I kind of got more into him like when I was a preteen, like with like Sonic Adventure Two. But like, I remember watching the show and liking it. So I. Eh, I give it like a C, C plus, eh, C plus. Go ahead, Zach. I admittedly didn't watch this show, not because I hated it, just because you know I didn't really have access to it. Uh, I I've heard things about it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know that Jaleel White is the voice. Uh, I really don't feel like I can fairly like give it a rating. All Just right. because I, I I didn't I didn't get to see it. All right, then go ahead, Blake. I have little to no memory of the show, so pass. <laughs> All right, second Sonic show of the evening, Sonic X. Um, now this show, I watched this show every weekend, every Saturday morning. I actually really enjoyed this show. Um, this show actually made me interested in Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a little unfortunate because after the show, like. After the show is when Sonic had that really dark period in terms of his games. Um, right after this show, the Sonic 2006 game came out. and Sonic 06. Yeah, that was the first Sonic the Hedgehog game I ever played, and it was oh, atrocious. <laughs> it was not fun. Um, it was also the first game I got on the PS3, so just not a good time. 
Um, but this show, I, I really enjoyed the show. Really good. It was anime style Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Um, just It was just really cool. Uh, I'm going to give it a B. Zach? Um, same answer as before. I never really saw this show, so I can't really give an opinion. N.A. Mike? Um, so, Sonic X was the one on the Fox box, right? Yeah. Yeah, th- that one was a lot of fun. I, I feel like I remember that one a little bit more than the original one. That one, kind of the same opinion. Like, it was a lot of fun. Like, I feel like I was in more into Sonic then at the time. Because, mm-hmm. like, I like Sonic Adventure 2. But, um, yeah, I would I'd probably give it the same grade, C+. I liked it. It was fun. Blake? Did this, like, play around the same time as, like, the Ninja Turtles reboot? Yep. Yeah, so... I think I maybe only watched like a few minutes of it, so I'm gonna have to pass. But it, I, no, no disrespect to it. it. It looked cool for what it was. I just never got around to it. All right, and the final Sonic the Hedgehog show for tonight, Sonic Underground. <laughs> um, yeah, like Mike mentioned, come out. What's that? I'm out too. Come out. When did it come out? Yeah, I want to say like '93. It was like early '90s. Yeah, I think it was like it was the Jaleel White one first, then Underground, then X. Yeah, and like Underground, so only, we, Underground only lasted for like a, a season. Yeah, it, it didn't last very long. Um, oh, well, fast forward, you can skip me when the time comes. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, Sonic Underground, I I remember Sonic Underground. Like I watched it more than the original cartoon. Um, like Mike said, it's the one where it's like. It's him, and he's got, like, a brother and a sister, and, like, the brother's a green hedgehog, and the sister's a pink one, and they got, like, they're in a band. Like, I think the his brother plays, like, the drum, Sonic plays guitar, and his sister plays bass, and they're, like, instruments are also their weapons. It's it's really, it yeah. is, like, the epitome of 90s cartoons. Um, it was just a really weird show, but it had some sort of weird charm to it. Um, I remember liking it as a kid. I don't know if I would like it now. I, I feel like it'd be kind of silly if I were to watch it now, but I'll, I'll give it a C. Mike? Um, yeah, kind of the same thing. I feel like this one was the first Sonic cartoon I ever watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember like it was the most random-ass thing. Like They had like plush toys of it at Denny's, and I actually had a plush toy like Sonic Underground Sonic. Cause yeah, I remember he had like a necklace with kind of like a music note looking thing on it. Yeah. And, but yeah, I remember it was fun. I remember like being as a kid, like when I actually did play the games, I'm like, where the fuck's like his brother and sister. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was like, yeah, he was like Sonic had a guitar and I think his brother like played the drums and shit. But like, as far as plot goes, I, I don't really remember it. It's I kind of, they're kind of all lumped together for me. So I, I would say this one's like a C plus as well. All right, Static Shock. Got a BB, got a BB. Uh, Static Shock, I didn't watch it a whole lot. I didn't watch it a whole lot just because I just didn't really watch Kids WB that much during this time. Um, but what I saw, I liked a lot. And I definitely recognize how different it was as a, as a show, like some of the issues it tackled um, in, in regards to having a black male character, a black main character. Um, you know, I... It's kind of and it's kind of a shame that they haven't done more with the character since then. Um, yeah. Because I, I remember him being super popular at this time. Didn't they have something with old man static? 
yeah, in an episode of the Justice League. And, right, and, right. and Static, too. Like, the episode Static went to the future. He teamed up with Terry and met his future self. Yeah. Right. But I'll give Static Shock a B. What about you, Mike? Um, I love Static Shock. Um, I feel like it was kind of like... I mean, even though he is technically an original character, I always felt like he was kind of like DC or WB's attempt to kind of reinvent like Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. That was a better name. <laughs> uh, I always like the concept of just like, he's just like a normal everyday kid. Um, I think his name was Virgil. And like this, this thing happens like this, like, what was it like a chemical plant or bomb like blows up and it's like, they call it the big bang. And like everybody was affected by it as bang babies. And like, I even, <laughs> yeah, that's what they literally call them. They called them bang babies. And like, and, um, the, his rogues gallery was really cool. Like I remember like his like school bully had like fire powers and there was like a chick that was a bird and, there was like this guy with purple hair and his like hands that could become swords. And like the main bad guy was literally like I think his name was like Ebon. He was literally like a shadow person. It was, he had really cool villains and like his best friend ended up becoming like his like sidekick later on. He had like gadgets and stuff. I think he was called Gear. Yeah, it, it was Gear. Yeah, and like it was so cool. And I just being like an animated series fan, like he had episodes where he crossed over with Batman and Superman and the Justice League. And then, like we said, he went to the future and met Batman Beyond. And even later on in like the Justice League, like you saw an episode with older Static, which was really cool. And like the great, like Phil Lamar, like did the voice of Static. And like he also did the voice of like John Stewart, Green Lantern. Um, but yeah, no, it. Yeah, that was died? the same guy. Hmm? What'd you say? You said the late Phil Lamar or the great Phil Lamar? No, I said the great Phil Lamar. No, he's still alive. Okay, I was about to say, Nobo better be dying here. <laughs> no, that would suck if he was dead. But no, no, he's still alive. I mean, he died in Pulp Fiction, but... Oh, 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 yeah, the guy who basically is the voice of everyone I've ever known from my childhood, i.e. Samurai Jack, <laughs> Wilt from Foster's Home. Yeah, he was static. He was John Stewart, Green Lantern, but like John Stewart, yeah. Green Lantern is best Green Lantern in my opinion. Yeah, he's not my favorite, but he's up there. I like Kyle Rayner, but but anyways, but yeah, Static. It's an amazing show. I would give it a solid A because I just think it's a great like continuation of like the DC animated universe while still doing its own thing. I mean, not to sound mean, but I always thought it was like a like. Almost like if Bill Cosby made a superhero show, but it wasn't <laughs> Bill Cosby. Hey, hey, hey. Go ahead, no, Zach. No one got roofied. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> All right. I loved Static Shock. I, I was excited whenever it would come on. I'd be like, yes, I love this show. And then I would sit there the whole, like, 30 minutes, you know. the You know, what you normally do when you see a TV show, now that I realize how, like, derivative what I literally just said was... <laughs> Um, then again, for someone with ADD, the fact that they sat down and watched the whole thing, I guess, is a big deal. Um, I really did enjoy the villains. I, I, I basically just enjoyed the shit out of that show and give it an A. Like, in the fact that it also connected with other things on this list that we gave A's to should also give you some semblance of, like, oh, well, of course it's going to do well. Um, yeah, overall, I really liked it. And, you know, I'm, 
I kind of want to go find it again. All right, Blake, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was a very um, kind-hearted show. Like it had it had an, a good heart to it. Um, well, I mean, wasn't there an episode where like he deals with like a classmate's fra- father straight up being a fucking racist? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it, 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 it was. I, I don't know what more to say about it. I give it a B. It was a good show. It's just, it's been forever since I like kind of reminisced about it. So I, I, I apologize to, to the show itself with all due respect. But yeah, I, I mean, if it's on HBO Max, I'll. I totally plan on, you know, catching an episode here and there in the future. All right. Next show, Superman, the animated series. I did not watch the show at all. I have no memories of the show. Well, I remember like images, but that's literally it. I have no opinion of the show at all since I literally never watched it. So I'm going to go ahead and bounce it to you, Zach. Um, sadly, I don't remember too much about this show. Um, un- now, unlike you, I, I don't. I didn't just see clips of it. I, I actually saw snippets from the show. Um, <laughs> like, like, okay, not, uh, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna round it out and just say, it, give it a B. Like, it's good, but it kind of felt like it was writing the the coattails of Batman the animated series. Because it did really well, and then because it did really well, everything else just kind of spiraled out from it. There was no real bad thing about it. Like, if it had any bad thing about it, then other things like it would have those same bad things. So, you know, that's about it. All right. Mike, go ahead. Um, I actually really like Superman, the animated series. I... I watched it quite frequently. I mean, I didn't watch it as much as Batman. I feel like I saw most of the episodes. Um, I thought they really did like the Superman mythos and lore really well. Um, one of the things that's actually really questionable for Superman fans is um, they actually kind of depowered Superman a little bit, which you know people a lot of pe- a lot of fans that aren't Superman fans like complain that Superman's too too overpowered like he's like when he would punch someone like he wouldn't like completely like fucking destroy them and like he also like one of the things too like he couldn't breathe in outer space so he had to like wear a space suit and stuff i hated that <laughs> yeah i remember he said he didn't like that. i mean the whole like not breathing in space like i could care less like it's like just have superman be able to breathe in space but like i can understand like lowering his strength a little bit to make him a little more relatable like if a supervillain like hit him like he actually felt it like i mean that was interesting i guess but um my biggest memory of it is the batman superman movie where it was that animated movie where batman and superman finally crossed over and like lex luther and the joker teamed up that episode was like well i think it was like a two-part episode they released as a movie but that was the fucking shit that was fucking awesome um like that was my dream come true as a kid seeing them together um, I actually own the Superman animated series on DVD. It was the second in Charles, like really cheap, but I haven't opened it up yet. I need to rewatch it, but I would give it, I would give it a B. Like it's a fun show. Like it, I think it does Superman justice and like it, it really shows off his rogues gallery. All right, Blake, go ahead. So, and I apologize. I'm going to take more than a couple seconds on this one. So <clears throat> it's cause he's the Superman guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I hear my little girl crying. Um, you know what? Just come back to me on that, but just move on to the next show. I'm sorry. All right. 
Well, next show is The Tick. Um, yes! Unfortunately, oh my god! Unfortunately, I, this is another show that I really have, like, next to no memory on. I maybe saw a handful of episodes. I, I couldn't even tell you. I, I can't even remember the name of his sidekick. Um, so I'm going to pass on oh, reading this one. Uh, I can't think of his name. He's a moth. Yeah. Mothman. Well, it was, was literally just... Mothman. So just Mothman? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pass it to you, Zach. Well, I grew up watching the show. I have fond memories of me, my dad, hell, even my mom sometimes. <laughs> Watch like sitting around watching this show and like it was that dumb humor if that makes sense it was the it was the or clueless humor probably be a better word for it where you know uh, one of the best examples is where the tick is trying to learn how to do normal people's stuff and he throws stuff in the in the uh, the clothes washer throws in the 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 detergent and he's just like trying to figure out. What, Maybe should I turn this knob? Or, and then he finally gets it. And he's like, yes, yes, I'm doing laundry. <laughs> and I, that fucking killed me. <laughs> and sometimes my dad would do that shit just, you know, just to, just to reference the, the, the show. My mom would be like, no, 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 that's my department. You let me in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, my mom was defensive about laundry. It was just something she liked to do. Um, but um, yeah, that show like all the jokes like it wasn't it wasn't lol so random humor, but it was that like nuanced dumb humor, and I I don't know I just I really have fond memories of that show. I even have like how how tall it was it's like one of those it's like a really tall like action figure doll of the tick that you push the the back of him like a button on his back and he, and he just starts spewing shows from the line or the lines from the show. God, <laughs> sure, dyslexia, man. He starts spewing lines from the show. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I have a very warm place in my heart for this show. I don't care if it has any downsides to it. I will, I will like glare at this show through rose tinted glasses. I give this an a plus my favorite thing. I need to find it on DVD. All right, Mike, go ahead. Um, I remember really liking this show. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I, it's one of those shows too. Like I really liked it, but like I can't think of like a specific episode. I really need to rewatch this show. Um, um, I remember like this. I remember watching a video of someone talking about the tick, and apparently, like, because it, it is a comic book. Apparently, like the comic book is like way darker. Like it's almost kind of like the mask. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what I've heard. Where like apparently like the the show this like Tick's origin like he like escaped from like a mental institution. That wouldn't surprise me. And I think that's kind of <laughs> I think that's kind of like what it was like. Kogel was saying like the jokes they have were like he only knows how to be a superhero like he doesn't know how to do like normal things in life, and that's kind of what his sidekick did. He was kind of like the mediator of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like I know they, I know they like did like two live action shows. Like there was one with that one guy, and I can't think of his name. Patrick, Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton, and like I heard a lot of people like that, but it got canceled. And then like there's yeah, it was, some. It was decent. It was yeah, and like even though like they show his whole face in it, like he actually like seemed like he was he'd be really good as the tick. And um, I love there's like the tick. 
There's like a newer <laughs> show. I think it's like on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I think yeah. I've heard some people say they liked it, but like anytime I see a commercial, I'm like, his outfit's like fucking horrible. <laughs> like, like he looks like like a like a really bad cosplayer. But isn't like, that supposed to be kind of the point of the tick? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess so, but like, but like always, I mean, I guess I imagine the cartoon and the Patrick Warburton more were like the ticks like overly buff and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he like his suit like looks really muscular, and like this guy's suit like. The mask almost like the mask looks like too fucking cheap and like he's not big at all. I don't know. I'm 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 sure that show's good. I think I've heard people say it's good, but like I'll give the the tick cartoon a B. I've like, seen it. I've actually seen the one you're referring to. It isn't really that bad. I thought I would hate him as the tick. He's decent. He's no Patrick Warburton though, because I mean I really love the fact that we get this guy <laughs> playing the tick. Yeah. But but like like you can't top that. So what you do with what you have is commendable, and what that guy did was commendable. Like he tried to be the tick, and I mean he did a good job. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I but going back to like the original tick show, like I I really need to rewatch it, but I'll give it a B. All right, Blake. Since you're back, go ahead and rate Superman. Sorry about that. Her teddy bear fell out of her crib. Um. So. No. Um, but uh. But anyway. Um. Oh, I, I get a double whammy here. I got to do too. Um, so anyway, Superman, like, believe it or not, like as a little kid, like before, you know, like before 10 years old, for sure. Like I was actually more into Batman than Superman. And I had like all that's of Batman to toys. Hmm? I said, that's hard to believe knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like it is, it is also because like, and I guess this is spoiling my opinion. I thought Batman had the better show and, like Batman had the cooler rogues gallery. And um, in fact, one of my biggest critiques about like Superman movies and like how other people view Superman is Superman actually has way better villains than people are aware of. We just don't get to ever see them. And the one thing I have to credit the nineties cartoon for doing is like, it actually showed us Metallo and parasite and like, you know, yeah. other than Lex Luthor, the main villain of the series is Brainiac. Like, Brainiac's very reoccurring and whatnot. And he's the one that destroyed Krypton. Yeah. And it's just, it's so amazing how, after all these years, we still don't have a Superman movie where Brainiac's the villain. Like, that's so fucking weird to me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Superman, the show, I think it's enjoyable. I mean, like, the voice acting is good. I mean, it's. Again, like if you're if you're comparing it right next to like Batman the animated series, it's just not a fair fight. Even though I love Superman more now for the majority of my life, especially, but um, but yeah, I, I give it a B. I give it a B. It's it's what it does. It's good at. It's just not as good as other shows, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, no, that's, that's actually pretty much what I said. But uh, and then the tick, um. I actually didn't watch enough of the tick, but I had like all the toys for his villains. Like he had this like very <laughs> elaborate, colorful cast of villains. And I remember I had like the action figures for the ticks villains and earthworm Jim's villains. And they just like, and I feel like, I feel like that would be like a great trifecta of a weekend is to watch the animated series for the tick earthworm Jim and Freakazoid. And I feel like all three of those shows would complement each other very well. But um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm open to it. I'm open to somehow catching it some other time, especially with you guys. But I just don't remember the tick that much. All right. 
So you're going to pass on raiding it? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> you're not in court, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Recess isn't on yet. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. No, you're right. Next show, the 1987 Ninja Turtles cartoon. This one made the cut because it still had new episodes going on all the way into 1997. Um, this is probably, you know, if not the first, one of the first cartoons that I like have a distinct memory of like watching religiously. Um, I feel like this cart, this cartoon, these version of the turtles, when you mention the Ninja Turtles to anybody in our age demographic, this is the turtles they think of immediately. That being Here's said, that being said, this show is heavily tinted with nostalgia. Um, when you remove the rose colored glasses and look at this show, it is not only inferior to the 2003 show. It, this show very much had a bad case of why the fuck not syndrome. Um, a lot, they just like slapped a lot of things at the wall and just like went with whatever stuck. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's just really goofy and over the top and the turtles all like, they're all the same character. Essentially. There's very little personality differences between them. Um, so, I mean, that being said, it, it's not a bad show, but it's not as good as everybody remembers. I'm going to give it a C. What about you, Zach? Uh, I didn't really watch it much. I don't really have an opinion, to be honest with you, because, I mean, I was watching other things. Most namely, probably the dick. <laughs> 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 but um, I'm probably going to with, uh, withhold voting from it, because I, I, I don't you, really, didn't really watch it. The fact that Kogel specifically has this great love for the tick show is it warms my heart. I love that. Like, I just love how Kogel loves that show. Somebody needs to dress up as the tick for Halloween. <laughs> oh my God. No, yeah, man. Like, like, do the voice. No, Kogel, Kogel should be the tick. Somebody else should be freakazoid and I'll be earthworm Jim. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, I'll be Crenshaw Pete. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he invented the number three that he did. One day we have to tell this podcast that story, but that's for another episode. Mike, go ahead. Um, what show are we on again? The the, <laughs> the, the 80s Ninja Turtles cartoon. Okay. So I, I guess through reruns and shit like that, and I guess watching the newer episodes, I remember this one more than the 2003 one. I don't think it's better than the 2003 one because – like we said, like the 2003 one was darker. It had a little bit better writing, but I will say like, I think this one had like the, the most staying power, I guess. Cause it was the first, mm -hmm. it was like the first time that well, like, it's what, it's what made the turtles mainstream in general. Yeah. And it was like, it was the first time that like they gave the turtles, like the different color masks. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like in the original comics, they all wore red. Um, uh, and it was just everywhere. Like I remember having like the original like turtle toys. Like I guess they were like re-releases when I got them. But like, like where they had like the the brownish orange weapons that you had to pop out of the thing. Mm -hmm. Like they came with like a bunch of weapons, and like those toys were so cool. I remember even like going to a yard sale and like finding the Technodrome, and that thing was pretty cool, even though it's not like actual size. 
But, I had um, the turtle base toys. Like the like you had the sewer base. No, no, no. I had the turtles in space toys. Oh, the turtles in space. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I had a bunch of that. Like I had like a football Leonardo, and then I I had like a Michelangelo that came with like a street bike. I remember like that was like pictures my parents have from like my, my from like Christmas when I was like four. But um. Yeah, the show itself, like, I feel like after you watch the first season, which the first season was only, like, I think, like, six or seven episodes Mm -hmm. where they kind of, like, do their origin story and stuff, it gets really, really hokey as time goes on. Yeah. It even got to the point, I mean, it's not even hokiness, but, like, parents, for some reason, thought, like, nunchucks were too violent. Yeah. Even even though, mind you, like Raphael and Leonardo are using like swords and size, mm-hmm. they thought nunchucks were too violent because apparently, like kids in real life were like hitting each other with nunchucks. That's what <laughs> I heard. That's I swear that's what I heard. Like kids were like buying nunchucks and like beating the shit out of each other. With okay, them. well, who who bought them the nunchucks? Because that's not something they they yeah. sell over the corner at Walmart. <laughs> they 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 joined the Foot Clan and like they gave them nunchucks. <laughs> They they stole them along with some TVs. Yeah, but like, but like, no, like they it got so bad that the cartoon literally changed Michelangelo's weapon. Like his iconic nunchucks were changed to a grappling hook. Like he literally had a grappling uh... hook, a grappling hook on a rope that he would like throw at people. I'm like, if anything, if anything, throwing a grappling hook at someone would probably be more dangerous. But uh, but I don't know, like. I will say that one of the things I did like, and I might be I might be the only one with this one. I like that Himato Yoshi is Splinter. I yeah, might be I, the only. I hated that shit. You don't like that? No. See, I don't know. I just think it's like it's a little more silly that like his pet rat somehow like learned martial arts by watching him, even though he was just okay. There's six foot a... tall turtles walking around doing karate. You draw the line there. This is like, but this is like pre ooze. You know what I mean? Like pre ooze. It is. It's <laughs> like he was a normal rat watching a dude do martial arts. And then like when he becomes a mutant, he just knows like ninjutsu. Like, I feel like it makes more sense that Himato Yoshi like turned into Splinter. I, I don't I'm know. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I agree with, I don't know about, I don't know about him turning into him, but as far as like, yes, like without any science fiction mumbo jumbo, like I agree with Michael, like, I'm sorry, like a normal rat just memorizing a human and then remembering it later on. Like, I, I'm sorry. Rats are actually like pretty intelligent pets. Okay. Well, I, you're, I still don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, what do you rate the show? Um, uh, I'll give it a B minus because nostalgic purposes, like I feel like if this didn't exist, like a lot of people wouldn't be into turtles, but it didn't age very well. So yeah, I like give turtles. It, I like turtles, but yeah, I'll give it a B minus. Go ahead, Blake. So I have more fond memories of the butt ugly Martians. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There's a reference for you. Shit. So but yeah, it's just, again, again, TMNT as an IP, like, I just don't love it as much as other people. And that's not just putting it down. It's just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't ring up. It just doesn't strike a chord with me as much. But um, I remember uh, I marathoned like the first season or so with my nephew and we watched like 
you know, dozens of episodes over the course of a night. And I just got like the worst migraine ever. <laughs> and I, I, I felt like I was going to throw up and every light bulb felt like it was stabbing me right in the face. So that's, that's not like every boomer watching a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. When, when I watch anything Ninja Turtles, I become Martin Scorsese, but um, <laughs> no, it's no, a no. theme park movie, but <laughs> that's great Kogel. I just didn't know Martin Scorsese sounded like that. Um <laughs> I uh, I'm actually imitating his eyebrows. Oh okay. I give it a C. <laughs> All right. Last show for the evening. Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh man, this spot this much am. Yu-Gi-Oh, I was into it for like a hot second when it first came out. You know, the show came out and I bought the cards, I played the game for a little bit and like after that first initial season, after he beats Pegasus, I immediately stopped caring. Um, I just couldn't wrap my head around people being murdered and kidnapped over a goddamn card game. Um, <laughs> I, Shit. I, and then I also got pissed because like the actual game didn't play anything like the fucking show did. Like the cards, what the, the card abilities in the show would not be anywhere near the same as a lot of time as they were in the actual game. Um, and it just felt like a fucking rip off. Um, I'm going to give Yu-Gi-Oh a D Mike. Um, I will say like, it was, it was kind of similar to me with Pokemon. Like when Yu-Gi-Oh was like at its height, like in season one and stuff, like I was like all all totally into it. Like I was obsessed with like the character Yugi. Like I had like the Yugi starter deck, and like that's what like I built around it. Like I fucking loved like the Dark Magician and all that shit. Um, I actually rewatched some of it not too long ago. It's on I th I think it's on Netflix, and it's it's not too bad. It it didn't age as bad as um like Pokemon per se. Some of my favorite episodes were actually like, 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 like you said, like Donnie, like after Pegasus, they defeat Pegasus. There's a bunch of filler episodes mm -hmm. that end the first season, but they're actually all really good. Like there are some of my favorite episodes. Like there's one where like they go in like a virtual reality world. Like it's like a medieval virtual reality and they use the cards and they come to life. Fucking dungeon dice monsters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's, <laughs> that was my favorite, like legit, like. I thought Dungeon Dice Monsters was cooler than the actual fucking card game. Like, I love the whole thing. I like, used to have that. I used to have the set to play Dungeon Dice Monsters. I remember George had it. I went over his house and, like, you didn't actually, like, you just, you just had, like, the little cardboard cutouts because, like, the dice would become the pathway. But fun fact, the Japanese toys, like, the dice actually opened up and became the pathways. Holy and we, shit. Yeah, and we just got, like, little cheapo cardboard cutouts and, like, tiny dice. Yeah. I feel ripped off. I know. And it's like like Japanese toys, man. That's where it's at. But anyways. <laughs> but anyways, like the show itself, like it it was decent. I think I feel like the characters were a little more likable than Pokemon. Um I mean, a lot of people like followed Yu-Gi-Oh! like way after like I I I'm pretty sure the show's still going, but it kind of does like what other Japanese shows does where like every season it's like new characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as like the original run goes, I give it, uh, I give it like C plus, 
C plus. It's not it's not my favorite thing, but there was a time in my life where I was a huge Yu Gi Oh fan. But like, yeah, I give it a C plus. All right, Zach, go ahead, gush over the show. All right, <laughs> all right. When I first started watching Yu Gi Oh, I lost my my goddamn mind. I was like, Yo, this is cool. I want to play this. And I asked my grandparents. I was like, I need you to get me the Yu Gi Yu Gi deck. I want to start this game. <laughs> and my my grandparents got me a card. A card game set, and it was Magic: The Gathering, and I was like, <laughs> "The superior what the hell game." Is this that's that's the, that's the thinking man's card game, okay? Uh, that that to me was the equivalent of asking for Legos and getting Mega Blocks. Oh fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> the Magic was first. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when you're a kid, but, you don't know. But like, but like, yeah. Like, I wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh! so bad, and then when I finally got it, I was hit with the same thing that Donnie was mentioning, how the game played nothing like how it does in the show. And at first, I was irritated by that, but later on, I was a lot more okay with that than I should have been. I followed that series a lot longer, or like the game, I followed the game a lot longer than I really should have. Um, I... I... I let go of that game when they started coming out with weird shit like psychic type cards and weird shit like that where they started bringing in aliens and I'm like, all right, now you jump the shark, I'm done. <laughs> and then I came back a little later when they had like the tuners and the synchro monsters and all that jazz and I still have those cards today. Um, I remember you had a zombie deck. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm straight up, I'm straight up zombie type player. But we're not talking about the card game; we're talking about the show. Unfortunately, um, but Unfortunately. <laughs> but um, as far as the show goes, I liked it. It had that that classic Japanese anime style. We got to believe in the heart of the cards. We're going to win because we're friends. And I was like, OK, just, me. just take your just take your fucking turn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> but but for real, like I enjoyed the show. I had you know how that the, uh, what is it? Pokemon had the CD to be a master. Yeah, yeah. I had the CD for Yu-Gi-Oh called Music to Duel by. Yeah, they gave them out at a uh, McDonald's. No, 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 no. This was the one they sold at Target. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh huh. That 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 should that was the appropriate reaction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I had the CD, I had the cards, I followed the series. Hell, I followed at least one series after the original Yu-Gi-Oh!, which was called Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. I liked GX. That was a pretty decent show. Was that the um, one they rode the motorcycles while they dueled? Oh, no, fuck no. That was that was five Ds. Five. About five yeah. dicks in your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> you beat me by but, a um, second. But, um... Yeah, no, I, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh! And to even go farther, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Both of them were decent TV shows that roped me in and even got me to buy the uh, intellectual IP that it was associated with. Um, I, just, wait, I, just, I, just, I just appreciate how you basically just said intellectual, intellectual property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, you know, that, that, that's me. Uh, it's, it's big brain. <laughs> I am that guy. It's big. It's a, I, I am. I, I have a pretty big wrinkle. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I, B. It could have been 
better, but it was even, but it was still really good. So it's a B. A B for a big old wrinkle. Yeah. Go ahead, Blake. So to this day, I'm sorry. I never asked my mom to spend one cent on any of this merchandise. And I never watched one episode of the show. And if I watched any minutes of it, it was because I was waiting for what came next. So, yeah, Judge I'm Judy. not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, there's some great Judge Judy episodes. So, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no, pass. Just passing. Yes. All right. Well, that was it. That was the last show. We are all done. Um, so I hope you guys had a good time. You did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You're, but, uh, if you missed this episode, or if you tuned in late, tonight's show will be uploaded to Spotify, Pandora and, uh, Apple podcasts, all the fun streaming services tomorrow. Hopefully Apple, uh, Apple, <laughs> Brapple, um, <Bog> <laughs> <laughs> Hey, th- thanks for joining us tonight mike and zach it was a good time lots of fun thanks everybody nope. for watching I'm glad you had me back <laughs> yeah thanks everybody now for watching. Really watch watching. we'll go watch the tick <laughs> yeah and, and, there you go and be sure be sure not to get a tick oh yeah. god no Lyme disease like Lyme no jokes, man. <laughs> hey be sure to follow us on twitter at fat minute radio follow find us on facebook fat minute radio and uh my name is don john you can follow me on twitter at don john laughs here with my co-host, BBJ. You can find him on Twitter, at Puka Saucy. Thank you for listening tonight. See you next Sunday, 9 p.m. Thank you. Fuck you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night and good luck. Ah, holiday get-together. So many things to look forward to. Pass the squash. I'm trying to eat more vegetables. You no, know, actually, squash is a fruit. It's a vegetable, like green beans. Well, beans are a legume. What are you, the vegetable police? Look, I'm just saying that just because... But to those who can always find the silver lining, give the gift of joy. Holiday scratchers from DC Lottery, like Peppermint Payout, Merry Money Multiplier, and Festive 500s, with over $1 million in total cash prizes. Just trying to be accurate around here. Please play responsibly. 